and a shower of silver dollars from Popsicle Pete's money box. Buck Rogers, who was held in suspended animation for 500 years and is now adventuring in the amazing world of the 25th century. By turning a little dial to project us ahead in time, we're able to be right with Buck and his friends in the wonderful world of the future. A world that sees a lot of our scientific and mechanical dreams come true. And you know, there's nothing supernatural or mystic about Buck. He's just an ordinary, normal human being who keeps his wits about him. You are isolated on a remote plantation in the crawling Amazon jungle, and an immense army of ravenous ants is closing in on you, swarming in to eat you alive. A deadly black army from which there is no escape. Go! Hey, Sloth Egg Radio, hey. Season 2, Episode 2. We're, we're piling these up. Piling them up, man. Other, man. <laughs> like, you know, like when you do lewds. <laughs> no. And you're just like so down, you gotta do something just to shoot yourself back up. So you mess around with some what cross tops or something. Well, that's why we had a season you finale. Get you get all get, you know, and then you gotta come down again with some. What do people take? What do the kids take these days? Ketamine? <laughs> reds. I did some reds. On Friday. Uh, no, you don't come down with the reds. You go up with the reds. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought they'd go up with the whites. You come down with the reds. Reds are speed, aren't they? You know when they're taking a quadrophenia? The reds are, man. The whites, the whites were quadrophenia. They're taking reds, and I thought those they weren't downers. No, I thought the barbiturates were were red. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe they're red in color, right? Yeah, I thought they were the the barbiturates were reds, and then the whites were the uppers. No, I think red. Oh, jeez. Now we're gonna we have to consult. I don't know who wrote quadrophenia besides the who. Uh, we're gonna have to figure this one out. Yeah. We're have to talk. Any mods around here? We can. Speaking uh, <laughs> yeah, of mods, Matt, were you ever a mod? Never. Never. We have Matt Shapiro with us. Special Hello. guest. Hi. What, what do we? What do we? What, what, what do we, you, your your resume is so long <laughs> around here. I don't know what to say. I was going to say ex fuckface. That was his right. band. We can right. say that on the air, right? I mean, yeah. it was yeah, his band, sure. you know? It was a proper noun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you were in, um, well, yeah. at your current, you still have a band called, yeah, I mean, I'm, sort of, right? I'm in Murder, Murder. Right murder, now. Murder. But there was another thing. Uh, Nigel Peppercock. Nigel Peppercock. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that, it yeah, does not Nigel exist Peppercock. anymore for now, yeah. but uh, Nigel Peppercock, Pig Iron. Pig Iron. Oh, yes. Uh, Iron Cemetery. No, that was John. Wait. Yeah, that was yeah. Was Iron that? Cemetery was John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Pig yeah. Iron was me and Dirty Your Ron. Doppelganger. Yeah. And because uh, Dirty Ron ended up in Hammers, so we did share members. Oh, Dirty Ron. That that's a good name for him. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> but we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt Shapiro is here with us, which we're excited about because he's got the ultimate. Uh, underground uh, vinyl collection he's, he's not a dabbler that's for sure <laughs> definitely not why dabble when you can dell right, that's exactly. it that's matt's uh, yeah. motto i think right yeah. yeah exactly why dabble when you can dell yeah. definitely a delver in all things uh exactly. arcane Go and occult and whatever right matt yeah. oh for sure i agree i mean matt you've been a fixture on the san francisco scene since as long as i can remember i mean right. in fact the well, first wait, how long can you remember? Uh, <laughs> like twenty years. The, yeah, that's true. That's the true. the uh, first yeah. the first time I played with Slaufeg at the at the cave, you were bartending. Oh wait, right, what? right, what? yeah, what? yeah. He was. Yeah, I think I was. Like, yeah, I think it was some kind of show there. I was like maybe living at the cave at the time. Yeah, you, wait, you lived at the what? Yeah, I lived at the cave for a while. 
That's why he was there all the time. You confused with John Cobbett. Well, because John Cobbett moved in there, and I moved in there right after, because I was living at the Hickey Hotel, and that's when one of my roommates like. Wait. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, one of my roommates. uh, Oh, the Hickey Hotel. Yeah. So like one of my roommates like, I was like the rent collector there. Yeah, you were the guy on top of things, of course. And uh, so yeah, when I went to collect roommate for uh, money from one of my roommates. He uh, decided to show me his new shotgun he just bought. Oh, nice. And uh, there was some drug dealing going I'm on. I'm starting to remember through this Yeah, and I was like, this is no, not okay anymore. Well, that's smart of you because yeah. I used to find guns, people with guns in the hallway at places yeah. I lived years before that, and I would just sort of like lock my door and hope that everything was just Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, I called John that day. That was a while ago. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you said there was a room at the warehouse over at the cave? Okay. He's, like, he's like, yep. But like, that couldn't have been when Adrian... Yeah. But wait, that was Becky was still living there then. No, Becky was not. No, she was there. long gone when you were there. Yeah. So now I think you, I think maybe you were would you have been bartending there? It is possible. This is the year two thousand. The year two thousand. Or yeah, oh, year two thousand. I don't know. Yeah, you weren't yeah. You know, yeah, I, mean, I lived there in two thousand three or something. Two, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So no, maybe maybe Matt wasn't bartending. Well, when other time did we play there? Well we pl- oh we played there in your first, whatever it was, show, it was sort of a show, <laughs> yeah. that, with Bro- when the guys from Brokus Helm showed up as spectators. <laughs> right, right. We actually well. got to see them in civilian. Like, oh, my God. Like, I know. <laughs> they are truly rock stars in that sense. <laughs> you see Bob Wright walking down the street, you're like, you know, because they're so big. Like, yeah. Literally <laughs> larger than a light. Or the, or the wizard. I mean, you see right. him walking around. You never. I, I never have. I have, but it, it is weird. I used to see him exactly at Folsom Street Fair all the time. Uh, well, that's <laughs> that true. makes sense. Any kind of Japanese... Uh, Animation festival, right. the wizard. Not that I go to them, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, the guys from Brooke's Helm. You don't see them around. You know it's great, but they were at that show. But but uh, no, that was with some weird punk band, and then we just played. And then Becky played a couple songs with us, and yeah. then we jumped up. And uh, there wasn't a bartender. I don't think we just bought a bunch of beer. And um, well, wasn't technically was a bartender, but there was there was, was this mad. guy running but around with a bunch no, of drinks. He wasn't there, no. I don't think you were. Huh? I no, I don't think you were. It's hard to say. Hmm. I did do a couple of shows when I lived there. But that was, yeah, that was like 2003. Now, we yeah. played there. We did play there again in 2003. We did. Oh, yeah. We you played there in 2003. Slough Hammers of Misfortune. A bunch mm-hmm. of crusty kids showed up. Mm-hmm. And they left after Hammers of Fortune played. And right. Of course, <laughs> you know. But, but uh, that was the night. That, might, that might have been yeah. it. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Okay. Well, anyways, I just like to, I just like to remember that. We had a good ca- catalog. <laughs> yeah. and, you yes, know. exactly. Yes. And, of course, we will... We will Give the, the, the current sta- or maybe the current status of Matt is, <laughs> of course, does run and I suppose own the uh, yeah, yeah, elbow own room, elbow room, Jack yeah, which yes, you may know him from as well. Yep. <laughs> and hopefully there is an elbow room, but we yeah, won't get into uh, that whole quite <laughs> possibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't need to get into that whole thing unless you want to. Yeah. We can. Yeah, yeah. So before we get started into the music, we actually have a little bit of business to take care of. Um, business. B- business. Yeah, because our good buddy uh, Spencer. Once oh, again, oh, good, good, good. Q and A has no, not not Q and A. Oh, he, oh um, or he says that um, his father-in-law, Uh-oh. who was a wine cooler connoisseur. Oh, good, good. Yeah, did yeah. You hear the wine cooler conversation. No. Oh, that was also on the Horrocks episode. Oh, so, so you listen to no, that? I did hear that. I did. Zima wine coolers. Oh, yeah. 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 So wine coolers apparently dipped in popularity, 
because they dipped stopped in popularity. Yeah, because they stopped making them with wine. One time I dipped in wine cooler yeah. in popularity. <laughs> Boom! She was a, yeah, she was the uh, cheerleading. Uh, Apparently, <laughs> wine coolers used to really be made with actual wine. They used to do what? Wine coolers were used to be made with wine. Well, of course they were. Well, yeah, but then somewhere along the way, they, they switched the recipe and started making them with malt liquor, oh, like, like Zima. Zima type. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. which they still do today. Mm-hmm. And that's when they dipped in popularity. So now that the his um, his father-in-law says that now that they're not made with wine, the taste sucks, making them uh, no more glorified um, Mad Dog 2020, uh-huh. which in turn lend oh, to like their that. decline in popularity. Yeah, that is annoying. That's really lame. I didn't know that. Zima, on the other hand, has always been malt liquor. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. Good to know. And Uh, he says, he says, pro tip. He says, in New Jersey, where he lives, you put a Jolly Rancher in your Zima. Oh my God! Really? To add flavor. Wait, there's still Zima in New Jersey? Apparently, there is. Back. It's actually back everywhere. What? In the last year and a half, two years? Yeah, oh, God. Back. That means we're getting, you know what that means, Adrian. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, we'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we do this, we gotta, <laughs> we're going to have, have, have to get some Zima, Zima and put yeah, some Jolly Ranchers yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to make a, a, a goofball cocktail there. Oh, God. We're going to have to dip some reds in there. <laughs> oh, man. Some reds in your groove. <laughs> <laughs> reds, into the, reds in Zima with Jolly Ranchers, and oh, we're going to blow up in our face like Mikey with his Pop Rocks or whatever. <laughs> or so what, then he also says that. Funny thing, his father-in-law lives in Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. And he says that the next time he visits, he's going to make a conscious effort to go get some Scrapple. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, because that's something we talk about here on the show a lot. Scrapple reviews is something Alan and I used to do in zines. Mm -hmm. We used to make zines about Scrapple. Yeah, so thank you, Spencer, for writing in with these uh, factoids. (laughs) So, Matt, you brought brought a bunch of records. Yeah, let's play something. Yeah, I brought some records. Why don't you pick a couple of tunes? I I don't know. This is getting more and more Eddie Trunk-esque when we have, like, three of us here. I don't... (laughs) Or or metal show. (laughs) I still don't know who this Eddie Trunk is. Well, yeah, that's... that. See, that's the thing, man. If you don't know who Eddie Trunk is, then... First song on side two? First song on side two? Yeah. Okay, this looks like uh, some some Running Wild. It's Running Wild. Because Running Wild does not get played enough on this uh, show. Not on this show. No, see, we're not that hardcore. We're, like, really, you know... We like Priest and... Striper and you know, or, yeah. or, or, or winger. Who? Well, not not winger, but I like uh, winger. I don't like striper actually. I like um, I don't like one striper. of those bands. I do Petra. Oh, uh, really? You like Petra? Not really. No. I remember hearing them when I was in high school and thinking yeah. for Christian rock, it's not that bad. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard it in, since I was in like ninth grade. Yeah. So. <laughs> they so were a real Christian rock band. They were. like striper. Mm. So this Running Wild album is called Port Royale. Yes. Port Royale, yeah. Port Royale. This is um, my running wild, uh, you know, uh, knowledge is very limited. I remember just hearing them a lot in cars in Germany. Well, that, saying, that, oh, that's wow. why I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Well, that's why because <laughs> we run through our our meager, our underground record collections. Honestly, yeah, consist of like what people what people fans give us or whatever. You know, like <laughs> I I used to buy a lot of this stuff, but not for it's been so long. Oh, so this looks like, like it's pretty Gamma recent. World records um, and stuff like that. Well, that's a reissue. I didn't want to bring my original copy here because oh, okay. I don't know how you guys are so i did bring my oh backup, no that's good yeah my backup. oh serial number though you know about his fetish oh yes yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you guys were talking about the matrix numbers the other day yeah with alan it's a um, big deal the uh, catalog so number here is noise lp 028 well see that's indicative of the conspiracy well but yeah there's a reissue and remaster but but this is the actual media that we're going to play so right that is the one okay, uh, those uh, numbers are li- linked to the the gematria based 
um, cryptocurrency ah. that QAnon, QAnon is talking about. Q- that all the all the Bush family, the Bin Ladens, and of course the Bidens are all in conspiracy against. Well, but only according to John Schaefer from. Facebook. <laughs> okay, so but but he knows it. So see, this is where I, me and John Schaefer kind of you know, like the Illuminazis. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. I believe no. The Illuminazis are are really this global uh, communist organization that those guys were trying to. Um, Stamp uh, out, but unfortunately, right. they weren't organized enough. I think is the problem because <laughs> right. well, people are telling me this is a genuine threat. You know, I'm like, well, if those guys were professional assassins, then I don't think there's much to worry about, right? Because I mean, <laughs> that's not, not that we like to talk about politics here, but this isn't really politics. This is like hooligan metal, magic hooligan metal <laughs> magic crossover. Hooligans. You know, like, so we want to, you know. So this song uh, we're playing here is Conquistadores. It is correct. And, and what's uh, what's what's your inspiration to play this song first off? Here? Um, well, because Running Wild is arguably one of the best heavy metal bands. They're w- they're they're in a class by themselves. I'll say that much. They are, the and like right almost all their catalog is good. They have a few clunkers. Yeah, true. They don't have too many bad. They I've have heard a lot of their stuff and they have a shitload of stuff. Can I say shitload? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh albums, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> the albums are pretty solid. Um, so yeah, but a lot of people don't know. A lot of people just call them. Oh, they're that dumb pirate metal yeah, band. Yeah, exactly. That's and, all I kind of say. And too. it's like, yeah, but yeah. they're more than that. I, I'm guilty of the dogmatism that goes along with uh, uh, pigeonholing um, um, the uh, yeah. wild because uh, again, cars in Germany. We've right. already heard too much metal in the last three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you never want to hear metal again, even if it's running wild. And you go, hey, oh, these guys actually, there's something to this. It's kind of cool, but it's just exactly overkill, and you're just like, oh yeah, that band. Yeah. It it takes people a moment. Like like a lot of my German friends don't like running wild. They they don't like running wild or scorpions. They they just have well, they don't they like scorpions because they're yeah because you don't. Because the winds have no changed. One, no one likes the Beatles in England, you know. But, right. but I mean, yeah, winds have changed. Winds have changed ruined it for like, yeah. anyone that's like under like 40 in Germany, like in the punk or metal scene, whatever. Yeah. It's like you mentioned Scorpions, they'll start whistling winds, winds of change. Of change. Well, winds of change is also completely derivative of an REM song called yeah. Wendell G. But we right. Into, do you know that song? I, I do. You, I figured you would. It's it the same melody. And also written by the CIA, song. right? What? And also, the CIA wrote that song. Apparently, and of course, there's all sorts yeah. of CIA stuff they going on in REM too. And that's also part of the Illuminati. Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, so the REM <laughs> song came out before the Scorpion yeah. song. What? The REM song came out before the Scorpion song. Yes, and it's the exact same melody. Did you ever notice that? Oh, I did. From when you did notice that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, wait, that's the same song, right? So yeah, I got that. You got to bring. You got to bring this stuff in. Yeah. When it came out, I was actually into REM. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta bring and that, that that's stuff it. I in. just lost all metal cred. Yeah, he liked R- Mark Scalzi liked REM, and he even looked like Michael Stipe in the eighties. Well, these days, <laughs> <laughs> so he must be gay. Yeah. These right. days, yeah. you and Michael Stipe oh, kind of uh, <laughs> separated at birth. I actually like Meg- Michael Stipe again. I uh-huh. thought he was really irritating for a long time. Then I right. saw an interview with him, and I'm like, wait, I actually kind of like him. I like Henry Rollins again too. But anyway, right, I'm gonna cut you off much. on that one. Okay. This is uh, Running <laughs> Wild Conquistadores. <laughs>
double <laughs> shot of uh, running wild. Running wild. And, uh, running wild. Was just telling us about the Halford bar that he visited. Oh, the Halford in, uh, bar in Berlin. Berlin. When he saw running wild. No, actually. Oh, no. It's after Dirk Snyder. Seeing Dirk, Dirk Snyder. Snyder. So me and my girlfriend were like, we saw Dirk Snyder in Berlin a few years ago. And we're like, great. And like, it was Sunday night. And I'm like, well, where would the after party be? Like, where are the metalheads hanging out? Let's just go where they might be. So we went to the Halford bar. I'm like, that's the only thing I know. We were just sitting there talking and drinking and like we had some kind of drunk like argument between us at some point. Is that a, an argument at the Halford bar? Is that it is, a, yeah, uh, I mean like this bickering between us. Yeah. And uh and then all of a sudden in the middle of it, one of us was like, Shut up, shut up, shut up, look. Look to your left, look to your left. Uh-oh. And there's Udo walk, walking in. Walking right in. And we're like, Oh shit. And like while we were sitting there, someone from the Halford bar put up signs saying the actual Dirk Snyder after party, like a Xerox. Oh, so you, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so it was there. That's yeah, hilarious. That makes you deduced pretty, pretty yeah. well. I mean, think about it. I mean, where is it going to be? Right, like exactly. <laughs> so they yeah. ushered him into the back room, and we're like, okay, well, I've got to get a photo with Halford. I mean, with Dirk Snyder. We got and we got to talk to him and say hi, just you know. And she's like, yeah, of course. And I like, let's, let's like, give it a minute though. She's like, let's go. I'm like, nope, let's give it a minute. Let him relax, have his beer, and right. then we'll go. And yeah. like, well, so we just walked in, like just like we belonged in the back room. It was just like, "Hi, Udo." He's like, "Hello." <laughs> like, I'm a huge fan, and I would love to take a photo with you. He's like, "Of course." And there was no one else there, really. I mean, it was like his, I mean, his, his entourage was. But it wasn't there. like it was mob. No one, no one else from the show. What's was the there? Udo entourage like? Um, <laughs> oh, that. Oh well, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that must know? be interesting. I never really thought about that. <laughs> um, it was interesting. Like, yeah, they didn't. They looked. Kind of mafioso, like Russian That's mob, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's very Russian looking. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't like these metal dudes that were hanging out, like, and it didn't look like his band was there. I think it was just him yeah. and these other older dudes. Wow, <laughs> <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, uh, I love nice. that tour, man. That was a great tour. <laughs> so anyway, we just we just heard wild, yeah, yeah, running wild. We heard Rapid Foray, the yeah. title the track. track of Rapid Foray from 2016. 2016, and this is um, catalog number SPV two six one. S- yeah, SPV. SPV two six seven three nine one. So right. it's a double LP gatefold. So it's not thing. just it's not just Glenn Hughes who. who <laughs> Knocked us out of SPV uh, uh, phenomena back in 1999. <laughs> what from uh, Glenn Hughes from Phenomena? Well, yeah, well, from from Deep Purple. From well, yeah, phenomena. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, well, we were on. We were. <laughs> wow, your label mates. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were. We 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 had. I, this is a running joke on this. Right? We we were on SPV for uh, distribution. Okay. We were on, uh, Audio Globe in Italy did their it was Dragonheart for us you know oh right right did their di- yeah, distro in Germany and, and uh, you know SPV it was like uh, that was the most impressive thing on the aren't they Steamhammer or that SPV yeah. Steamhammer yeah, yeah right like, yeah. you know Steamhammer or was it st- no it wasn't Steamhammer by then for us right SPV Steamhammer was like back when like Broca's Helm had their first and album. Sodom like, and all that yeah, <laughs> in the 80s but but it was just SPV I think and uh, and I I called them or I, I talked to somebody over there about like. Why isn't our album getting distributed to the right places? Or because right. we had been over, or we had, you know, someone said it, or I don't know what, that it wasn't around where it should be. And he's like, "Oh, we're sorry, Michael, but the Glenn Hughes album is taking up all of our time." And our, and I was like, "Glenn Hughes? Like, how is our Twilight of the Idol is our second album? Right, he's like yeah. doing nothing. Like, why is Glenn Hughes 
getting in the way of our distribution. Yeah. How are those two even? Everybody's busy with Glenn Hughes. Man. No, that's what he said. He said the Glenn Hughes album's getting all the attention. I was like, what? We're not. And in, in what country? Yeah, yeah, I know. No, but why is that? Like even in our same league, you know. But yeah. but also that's like when we played in Poland and the guy was like, we had a bigger crowd, but Robert Plant's playing downtown tonight. Right, Sorry, right. you know. Because in some places there's just no differentiation between there's not sometimes the go- true, underground and you know whatever or like or like in Norway two years ago when <laughs> uh, we were playing in in uh, John D Rockefeller Plaza or whatever that place is called the John D Rockefeller Center which is a, <laughs> which is a venue there which is weird which I don't understand why right the fact yeah that well, they, they have oil next there. To, the, to the Rothschilds venue I think it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. well they have the oil and, and yeah, they have a recent right, oil yeah. resource in, uh, right. in, I think um, it's just the John D Norway. <laughs> what I think it's just the John D no it's Rockefeller it is it is oh yeah yeah it's weird it's John that's John Deere it's John so it's you, the, no, it's John D. Rockefeller, and I'm like, why? Are they? But but anyway, we were playing there. I have a flyer from that in Oslo here somewhere. Yeah, that's where they had the, that's where they had the uh, the Oslo uh, Oslo Soul experience or whatever. What was that called? Oh yeah, there was the Oslo Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oslo Soul experience. The night after we left, we wanted yeah. to see it really bad. Can you imagine that? The wow. Oslo Soul night, like soul Damn. bands mm-hmm. from Norway. Like that'd be incredible. But anyway, we were playing there, and. Uh, the guy, the the promoter, or whatever, was like, "Yeah, you know, you'll probably be in a bi- big influx around midnight or whatever time because the Britney Spears show is letting out." Then <laughs> I'm like, "Wait, that's okay." It's one thing to say like Robert Plant or Glenn Hughes, Britney Spears, all right? <laughs> and it happened. Remember that we were just it did. We were like our last song, and all these girls came in. Yes, these young girls. And we met. We hung out with him. Had a good time with him. Well, yeah, you yeah, you yeah. hung out right. with them. Anyway, we hung out with these nice <laughs> girls. They were they were they were like you know they were our. Not our age, but they were like <laughs> viable for. They were like no one. Britney Spears' mom gets a night off type of thing. Right. You know what I mean? We're like I was like forty eight when that happened. Whatever. With that girl who had the the uh, dirty dancing shirt. Yeah, what was her name? Uh, anyway, but 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 they all came in from a Britney Spears gig. All like, and I was like, why are you guys at this show? You went to see Britney Spears. How was that? And they were showing me pictures on their phones and, and stuff. And they're totally dressed like not metal at right. all. <laughs> she had a leather jacket on, but she had a dirty dancing shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, but they were cool as hell, you know. And they bought us they bought us drinks. Insisted on buying us drinks all night. And, wow. and we were like, yeah. And they're like, well, this is the other show going on in town. <laughs> there's nothing else going on, so they're like Britney, Britney Spears, Spears and Sloth. Yeah, yeah. So right. that's your options. Comes out and, and they go, oh, there's Those another band playing tonight. Let's go. So the crazy people go to both. <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. <laughs> but it was great. I was like, oh, that's. Cool, you know? We never would have met girls like that otherwise. No, <laughs> never. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but you know, th- hey, the next time we go there, maybe they'll. She all wore show my up. vest and my hat. Really? Oh yeah. Maybe they'll <laughs> tell their friends, and then their friends will tell their friends. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, I still see that girl on Facebook sometimes. I love yeah. the uh, Slavic Britney Spears crossover in Norway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? Amazing. But anyway, wh- that was all an offshoot of, of what, we, what we were talking about. Oh, how how these. How Glenn Hughes dominated oh, right, SPV yes. distribution. You're right, exactly. So, um, which is now the Running Wild. You said from Phenomenon, exactly. you're talking about the album Phenomenon. That's yeah. a band called Phenomenon that has they a that band. Yeah, that was uh, that first album. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I guess I it was. Back then it was. I mean, I saw an ad for it in Kerrang! and I bought the record. You know? In <laughs> Kerrang! Wait, 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 I'm getting confused now. What is that? When did Glenn Hughes enter? I'm, I was thinking. He was in Trapeze. No, but when he entered Deep Purple. On base, that was then after. Was he not? Was phenomena not his thing? I think it was. No, I I was confusing that with. I get all these things messed up. I was confusing that with what's the oh that's a UFO album, right? Yeah. I was thinking oh he came in during the phenomena. No, that's a UFO. Are you a UFO fan? 
Actually, no. But I have their records. <laughs> you? I wrote an article about them. Sure. I'm, I am not. Like yeah, I, I'm not either. Yeah. Okay, like, I have this theory that, like, you're, you're what, 51? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how old are 51 you? 51-year-olds don't 39. Like yeah. Well, yeah, I'm 50. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, like, I have, like, you know, the Facebook friends, the older, like, fi- 53 and older are the UFO fans. It seems like it. it seems uh, yeah, like it. yeah. I, I think there's this weird gap. Huh. And because maybe because back then, like, there was not lots to really choose from, so you had oh to like God, UFO. you're right. Tony, <laughs> you know, Tony, the, the book, uh, the, yeah. the dude with the dread, he, he loves Tony UFO. The book. Yeah, he's, oh like, yeah. he's like maybe three or four years older than Yep, me. exactly. And, uh, you know, that's, that validates your theory. No, wait, no, no. Angelo loves them, and he's I mean, 40, he's 50. There's exceptions to every rule, of course. 70s, right? But everyone, like, but yeah, like, I... I don't really get it. I'm I like, don't either. What's so great about this? I, me too. Like so, like I did a deep dive. I read. I don't like Phil Mogg's voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, it's, it's not great. Like I re- so, I was reading Pete Way's book during the well, pandemic. Well, he's interesting because he's such a yeah. He's well, how's that book? How is it? The book is great. Really? I'm sure. It's, I'm it's sure. funny it's as hell, book, but yeah. also it's like there's times where you're like, hey, that didn't happen like that, and then there's every like every once in a while there's something in there where there was someone going, where he has like other people quoting and saying stuff. And uh, they're like, yeah, Pete Way's a big liar sometimes and makes up things. Yeah, sure. And, <laughs> and he probably so doesn't remember anything. So it's like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. So like, yeah, I saw that book at the library, and I was like, oh, man, I got to read that. It's a great book. So during that, because it was during the pandemic, and I was in Leipzig just hanging out, like I had nothing to do, and I just got Spotify, and I had a little Bluetooth speaker. So I was like, okay, so every record he talked about, I'm like, I'm going to listen to this record. And you'd heard UFO plenty before, I've right? I've heard And some. it never really caught I've never yet. bought a yeah. record. Yeah, yeah. I actually bought one because uh, Genesis and Cozy from Thriving Gristle on the cover. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, of course. I used to buy them for a dollar back Yeah, then. exactly. Yeah, that, that, so anyway, I have three or four of them. But uh, I, don't but like I never them. listened to it. So, yeah, so I listened to each record he was talking about during the book, and I'm like, nope. It yeah. doesn't <laughs> catch me either. I wrote an article about, about this on uh, um, uh, Invisible, Invisible Oranges. Oranges, how, yeah. uh, you know, as you know, I'm sure I'm not a black and death metal right, fan, yeah. right? And how I don't. Like I'm like a dad when it comes to that listening to like metal, you know. I just don't get it. I'm like Sinatra, you know. I'm like I'm like like my dad would be about rock mm-hmm. and roll, uh, which I think I was very lucky that my dad had no interest or didn't like it, didn't mm-hmm. approve of a lot of rock and roll. So therefore, I actually to me rock was pure right. rebellion, you know. And it right. actually <laughs> that, that brought something. I think that right. it wouldn't have been there otherwise. But like kids these days are like, well, kids these days are, are ba- you know, their parents want them to rock out. So it doesn't, yeah. what, what are they, they're going to have nothing. It's not going to, that's half the point, you know? Right. But anyway, that's not, the point of this is I'm like that about black and death metal and everyone knows it right. because <laughs> I don't, I literally, I mean, I don't, of course I don't disapprove of it. I have tons of friends and all that and I <laughs> had fun at their shows, but I don't, I just don't Some of my best it. friends like black metal. It's cool. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my best friends are in black metal bands. They are. But to me, it's not a matter of like, oh, that's stupid. It's a matter of, I just hear <laughs> <laughs> and I go, it's like when you look at an abstract right. uh, Jackson Pollock yeah. painting, you're like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm like. To me, it's like Jackson Pollock is to right. a lot of people, right? <laughs> but that notwithstanding, wow. I've accepted that. It's just the way it Black is. Black okay. metal and Jackson Pollock? <laughs> Damn. Well, you know how most people feel about right. abstract art. Maybe you don't. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But I do. I feel that way about Black and Death Metal. I'm I just mean, like, I still I can't I find where, uh, where Waldo is. So, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I don't get it. I'm just like, well, I don't get it, you know? But they look cool. But but uh, <laughs> that's. I, I wrote an article about how that. Uh, how uh, that I just don't understand. Now, there's metal bands. That that are these sort of of the style that I love, right? Classic metal band, and that that I I get it, but right. I'm not 
it doesn't do anything for right. me. It's on a di- just putting out these things on a different sort of spectrum. Mm-hmm. And UFO is one of the bands I brought. Oh up. yeah, exactly. Going, I get it. It. I, I love Rainbow. Mm-hmm. I love Scorpions <laughs> from that era. I love a lot of you know, <laughs> yeah. But it just doesn't. I, I listen to UFO and I. I don't. It's not like black or death metal where I just go, nothing. You know. Right. You know what I mean? It's like oh yeah, I can't. Too hot to handle. Wait, yeah. that guy's voice isn't very. You can see the value in it. You can see the value in it, but it has. They sound good sometimes. Yeah, yeah sure. But th- there's just nothing there that I can, you know. But I understand why people like it. Yeah. Unlike Jackson Pollock and Death. Right. What about Michael Schenker group? Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I, I have a Michael Schenker group uh, assault attack, and I put it on so many times. Trying, I have to try to like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. If you have to try to like it, yeah. Then you shouldn't. I mean, wh- exactly. You know. I mean, and then you get the people who go like, "Oh, you're listening to it wrong." Or <laughs> like, That's about no black metal. People tell me that all the time or death metal. Like, what do you mean I'm listening to it wrong? Yeah, you shouldn't exactly. have to. Wh- wh- I mean, what? The, that's like that's what people say about art, though. Right. But you're looking at it wrong. You don't get well if you have to appreciate it by trying to look at it in a certain <laughs> way. I mean, it's it's not like a, one of those paintings that you have to like look at really long and then suddenly you see the whale. The 3D thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's, I don't think it's like that. I mean, <laughs> You're not dissecting the elements yeah. and yeah, appreciating it. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So yeah, I feel that way about UFO as well. It's strange. So we yeah. should, of course, place in UFO. We don't have any. Actually, um, well, it's funny that you should mention that. Totally I'm going the, uh, to... Uh, what are you going to play? Yeah, there's... Um, you're Michael talking Shanker, about death yeah. metal and black metal. There's... Uh, oh. I got to... Well, actually, now that I mentioned that, <laughs> yeah. I, some, I, I actually <laughs> sang and played on some black metal records recently. I got a... I got a CD from uh, Sex Gang Children and the song that we're going to play is called Dead Metal. Not okay. Death Metal. Dead Metal. Dead oh, Metal. Yeah, yeah, Dead yeah. Metal. This is uh, Sex Gang Children Dead Metal. Yeah.
So what was that? Oh, that was King Dude. Um, King Dude. King Dude um, from Is that Seattle. Guy Man Dude's like cousin or something. <laughs> no, see from Seattle. Um, Guy Man Dude. Uh, he used to be in Teen Cthulhu and Book of Black Earth. He, um, a great band. But yeah, so I love King Dude's all his solo stuff has been great, and that's um, off an album called Music to Make War to, and the song is called Velvet Rope. Um, Great, like oh, his show is great. And yeah, also I know like nothing about him, but it just it's the fact that he's called white Dan King Dude is just like kind of mandatory that you have to like him. Yeah, like, it's know. just funny. It was just uh, a thing that he didn't think would last as long as it did, and oh. uh, and but it's great, and it really is. Uh, and he's a good friend of mine, and his oh, shows cool. are great, and it's always fun to see him. Cool. Um, and the packaging on this uh, is oh. very cool. Oh, uh, like yeah. Top notch. It seems like oh, it's got a. <gasps> Oh, it's got a oh, it's got a fancy poster. Oh, it's got posters. Oh, it's got all man. kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, uh, I love when I go to open up a new record and it's got like a poster or something, mm-hmm. or like just like any little booklet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it's good art. It's not like the stupid poster like sometimes when the bands have like their album cover poster in there. You're oh, like, yeah, and it's the same thing. Yeah, like, like us. Yeah. What a <laughs> oh yeah, that happened to us. That was Sorry. Metal Blade. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that did Wait, on digital. Yeah, yeah. But it's like album we did I still have a bunch of those. But who's gonna hang that up? And it was like, oh god. Well, they might hang it up. They might. You're saying they're gonna hang the record up or something? Or well, I mean, I'm saying that poster. I mean, is there one around? There's not. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. Like you don't. Because we didn't hang it up. (laughs) I mean, it's like, but like, I mean, like, oh god, like those things that come with the record. No, it is really stupid. I (laughs) I think nuclear blast. Catalog number on this King dude is B A N two five zero. Oh yeah, Van Records. And it's on, yeah, bandrecords.de. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Music to make war to. Yeah. Great selection. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That oh, was good. Man. Before that, we heard uh, some uh, Sex Gang Children off of, uh, this I think is a bootleg. <laughs> I don't know if it has an actual catalog number on it. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, MCCD0010. It's from a, a, I think it's a bootleg on, off of Demonstration Records, whatever, <laughs> the, whatever the heck Demonstration that is. Demonstration metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, no, You can interpret that many different ways at this point. Dead metal. Demo metal. Demonstration de- de- demo, metal. Demonstration Well, metal. demo is demo is demonstration metal. Yeah. It's me- but it could also right. mean demonstration metal, of course. <laughs> but, well, could, that would be, that would be uh, what's his name? Uh, that would be uh, our friend John Schaefer, yeah. <laughs> More than demonstration metal, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so are, are okay. So are you an Ice Earth fan or? Are I am you? not an Ice Earth yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm not either. But wait, now I don't. I am not now, nor have I ever been an Ice Earth fan. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the Nuremberg trials. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it's it's interesting because everyone's talking about it now, and um, no, I, I you know I wasn't going to get too into the. I'm not going to get into the political side really, but right. the but insurrection. <laughs> I mean, it gets to a point where you were insurrection of the living dead. So, you know, <laughs> what? Insurrection of the living dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, we played with Ice Earth in '99 um, here in SF, <laughs> and with Nevermore that night as well. Which, yeah, I'm not a fan of. Uh, I always I remember 
iced earth that night and I was like, I remember John Cobbett and I, we, we, you know, he was in the band and we were standing next to the stage going like, this stuff's getting dangerously close to, you know, back then we yeah. sort of demonized Pantera and that whole right. sound. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not not Pantera as much, but that that sound that came, uh, I don't know, as a result of Pantera. We've talked about what we call it, tough guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you know, I, I have the yeah. same thing. Pantera ruined a lot of metal. Well, yeah. that you know, oh, see, yeah. that's interesting because Dimebag Daryl did it. That's what we. That's who we attributed to. We and, and what other band? What other group? Is the root. Dimebag Daryl. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. Like that. That style. And unfortunately, I say that the weird thing is that that style, uh, initially. I don't know. It's weird. I think of all this thing, you know, necessary and sufficient condition logic shit that I. But it <laughs> it would it, it may not have been completely. The it's not the entire cause of it. Uh, is not hardcore, but hardcore is definitely a necessary right. ingredient in mm-hmm. that sound. Right. It wouldn't have happened. And I think the tough guy, Phil Anselmo, uh, and those who came after him, prototype was really Henry Rollins. Right. But I don't blame, but Henry yeah. Rollins did not, uh, you know, Christ said, by their fruits mm-hmm. you shall know them, not by their <laughs> disclaimers. Uh, so I don't think Henry Rollins would like that that uh, to credit to be uh, attributed that attributed to him. But at the same time, I say I, it's not his fault because I loved Henry Rollins in Black right, Flag of and afterward. Actually, he was my least favorite singer in Black Flag. See, a lot of people say that. Oh, I'll never. Oh man, not for me. But <laughs> I well, they were a different him. band. After well, that's when yeah. I discovered Black Flag. Yeah, see, like Des Kadena is my yeah. guy. What Des Kadena? Oh, I thought you said the Des. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, guess, I like the Des vocal. Des is awesome. He's great. But I know to me Rollins was, but they, they, they weren't. It. After my war, they weren't the same band. No, they were a different bands. So that's the part of Black Flag. I, I love the early stuff too. But but like the Dimebag Daryl, that guitar style, which is fine for yeah, Dimebag. Yeah, which you can't say is in, is from hardcore. Yeah, that's but like that. definitely. But the not. people that got influenced by it, that was the problem. Like Lamb of God and all that other bullshit. Yeah, it was like that's what ruined it for me. I mean, that scene back then was just mm-hmm. like when metal was coming back for us. Yeah, exactly. Know, in the in the '90s, in the mm-hmm. late '90s, or it wasn't coming back for me or you. I don't. But know. yeah, <laughs> but when we had Lucifer's Hammer and all right, that, it was really coming happening. back. You know, we were totally against that sound because that yeah. was what there was in the '90s, and yep. that's the kind of shows bands we were playing with when we played metal right. shows at all. And everyone hated us, and, and as you well know, <laughs> bigger shows or that wasn't even in a business of coquetry. One of the first more high-profile shows, profile shows we got after that it was before Lucifer's Hammer. I th- or no, it couldn't have been because it was '99. Whatever. We, but we got to open for Ice Earth and, and Nevermore, right. which was at a small club we played a thousand times. Right. But it was totally packed, and there was lots of dev- people there we had never seen. High before. profile, yeah. Yeah, yeah and exactly. uh, it was a high-profile tour, and and you know, uh, Destiny's End was also playing on that. <laughs> oh, classic. I knew Perry yeah. from from. Uh, Perry Grayson from Destiny's End was a friend of it, whatever. Okay. But uh, James Rivera was in that band, you know, <laughs> uh, from, you know, James Rivera from uh, uh, Hellstar, yeah. not Hellstar, from, uh, yeah, Hellstar. Okay. Anyway, yeah. anyway. So this is sort of, that was the big sort of like metal is back show right, for, yeah. the, for the the sort of that style, whatever. But then we noted, that's why we were sort of disappointed. John and I were like, because we'd never heard Iced Earth. Uh, right. And then we were like, this is dangerously close to that Pantera style. <laughs> uh, and, and again, I hate to keep saying Pantera because I don't really know because well, they about had Pantera. that like yeah, but, uh, and, and all the stuff that was like all the <laughs> bands around here like Skin Lab and even Machine Head that were sort of really um, <laughs> sort of in that vein. I hate uh, maybe associating it with Pantera is not right. I don't know, but no, that's I, not, I, I have the tough guy metal, or oh, whatever, yeah, industrial exactly. weird, uh, uh, you know, uh-huh. rage, and Same. that does. And there was a huge <laughs> Rollins influence on the vocals. Right. Too, oh my god. Which I hate to say because I love Rollins, but anyway, that they weren't. They were sort of like power metal, but sort of 
not veering too far from that tough guy Pantera mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, but the tough guy thing, the prototype was also something like probably Chromags or something. Yes. Too. Oh, no, no, you're right. There was, Cause, there was cause, very. Because yeah. Chromags was like that. Yeah, it, was, total it was New York stricken. Hardcore was yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, but like, New York Hardcore is a little different. And while it was tough guy, it was kind of. It was tough guy. And the tough New York hardcore is Yeah, exactly. They were were apes. I mean There's no Danzig in Tough Guy Pantera. Hence Gorilla Biscuits, you know. (laughs) But anyway, we noticed that they were we were like, oh, this is our scene, this is you know true power now, whatever. But it was dangerously close to that as well. It didn't really it, it was in that tough guy Pantera vein. In the sense that it would, and then that's why it was so popular or something. We didn't right. really understand what was going on. Uh, we were like, oh, I don't <laughs> know about this, you know. But I, I, you know, I don't recall more than, you know, being <laughs> two words to those guys, you know. Right. And, and whatever. I don't remember. Now that all his attention is on him, <laughs> all I'm going to say is I have, I have gone, I've looked at all his interviews as I'm sure a million <laughs> people are looking at him. Right. right, right really, right. he's taking a lot of hits right now. Like, what has he said? Well, I'll tell you one thing. He doesn't. He, I have to say. I mean, I have no idea what he was doing there or what was going on. Even there was one interview with him while he's on his way to the the Capitol. First of all, he's no dummy. He, I, you could not after seeing what he has to say and then hearing some of his. T- and even I went back and listened to some of their catalog. Right. And the and uh, oh, I was gonna say I wasn't gonna talk about his political views and I don't know about his political views because he's a guitar player, right? Yeah. And and all the stuff that the he says. Only original he, member of the band. Yeah. And yeah. he doesn't talk about. Maybe I just <laughs> sympathize with him or something in his mu- in his in in the musical sense. Mm-hmm. Because looking at this stuff, you know, and I knew about somewhat about the history of his band that he's the original member and he's carried it on and da 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 da, you know. And uh, you, every time you did forget about the Tim Ripper Owens thing. Oh yeah, And when they talk about when anybody <laughs> brings up one of his interviews, something about like your political positions, he hmm. goes, uh, "I'm not going to get into that." And he's got you know probably rightly that. so. Yeah, and probably wisely. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> yeah, exactly. his, whatever his politics are, I don't. You know. mm-hmm. But I went back and listened to some of the Ice Earth stuff, and I had heard some stuff before. And everyone always said to me, "Oh, their first couple albums, no, they're." And this is way back when we were first. Uh, like back when we opened for them. When stuff. were those first couple albums? Uh, ninety-two, something like that, I okay. think. Maybe even ninety. Like I mean, he did. He st- you know, when he was twenty-one, twenty-two, he was putting out records. But the first couple albums are pretty cool. Uh, it's not my style, really. I've never but listened to raw, it. But it's raw, thrashy. Like this, it's kind of like almost Bonded by Blood esque. Ooh, know, okay. I mean, it's not. It's yeah. It's it's somewhat underground sounding. You know. And then after that, everything I've heard is just it's it's kind of scary weird. Yeah. Because it does have sort of that nineties, two thousands not Pantera, right. but it has sort of that sort of vocal style to it. And right. then the riffs are super simple and just kinda almost like really, really over simple thrash, but in sort right. of an epic or more epic epic y vein. Epicer? And epicer. yeah, epicer, yeah. I, I, epicer. I call it music to light farts to. Yeah. <laughs> and but then there's some really weird choruses in there that are like and the songs are all about freedom and, and the yeah, civil war exactly. and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you can read stuff into that and go, oh obviously this guy's this big time libertarian American right whatever. But I don't there's nothing specifically that I have heard and right. I haven't heard it all yet. Uh, in that context, you know, um, but I don't know. It's just a lot of people are probably paying attention to them now. And yeah. I would assume, and uh, yeah. I've done my research recently, and it's interesting. You know, I mean, are you familiar with what happened with Tal Cross? No. Like, like oh, you mean the guy? No, who? Tal Cross, a year and a half ago, was like a singer from Amoebics, his uh, latest project. Mm. You know anything about this? Like, no. no. Tal Cross is a fucking great band, and my friends were in that band. But so they put out their well, their third album supposed to come out. 
on uh, not Metal Blade. It was like I forget what it was a big label, big metal label, and it was about to. And then someone reviewed it and was like, looked at the thanks list and was like, "Oh wow!" So the Baron, the singer of Amoebics, like so. Tal Cross is like the singer of Amoebics, uh, the drummer from Voivod, and then you got uh, guitars from Misery and some other folks like Tom Radio, and I, I don't want to throw anyone on the bus here. Like everyone quit the band as soon as they found out about what happened. Anyways. <laughs> what, what did happen? <laughs> so when the, that album came out, so it got reviewed, <laughs> and uh, the reviewer, a, good, a European reviewer, saw like the thanks list and was like oh, dedicated no. to this guy, and I'm blanking on the name, but he wrote this book, and he's a Holocaust denier. Oh, God. Uh, and like, and so all of a sudden, like the label was like, Nope, this is not coming out. Like I remember, like yeah, I yeah. that morning I woke up and I got a refund for my pre-order, my record. <laughs> oh and man, like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. And I was like, oh, and that album's not coming out. And so I actually like, uh, texted my friend, the bass player. I'm like, Hey Tom, um, what's going on with your band here? And he's like, Dude, I just found out. Oh, I'm at God. work, and he's like, I have no idea. And he was like, yeah. Like so we the thank you list, he wasn't aware of? No. He just he, didn't know who that guy he was. He was like, yeah. 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 Like, I mean, because like, they're all living in different places. Like, you know, Tom was in Seattle. Other people were living in uh, Minneapolis. Drummer from Voivod, Igualik, lives in yeah, Canada. Yeah. And then the Baron lives in, like, Scotland, I believe. Damn. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, and like, he's like, all we had was like, this weird, like, JPEG of the artwork. So we didn't see this, and none of us knew. I was like, wow. I was like, oh, God. So he, he put on the thank you list. Like the first thing the guy's is big. Name. Oh. Like this oh, is inspired wow. by. A Holocaust and denier. Yeah. Oh. Holy shit. I mean, so oh. the second. Guys, that's the really, yeah, that's the stuff that's really like, uh, you know, like uh, intellectually offensive. Like, wait a second. Oh, that, my God. That's you know, even beyond the, the political side. It's like, right. what the hell are you? That if it, if it offends reason yeah. itself. It's like, <laughs> oh. I bought that book immediately. I ordered it right then. After oh, I, you did? Oh, I cool. did. I was like, I was like, okay, first I'm going to text Tom. Then I'm going to find yeah. out what's going on. Yeah. Then I'm going to order that book. Then I want to see what's in this book. Yeah. And it's insane. And it is offensive, exactly. Like, intellectually offensive. Like you said, like, wow. I'm saying independent of the of the obvious. Like, just... Political, uh, not political, but the obvious I mean, uh, human everything offenses. he has in there just is like... The it's intellectual. It's, it offends your intelligence. You know, yeah, right? it really does. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like, just... He's like, nowhere near a mil- even a million people were killed. And he's like, tens, 10,000 maybe. Tens of people, yeah. But yeah. where is this? What? How does he try to back it up? Did you read the book actually? The whole thing. I I, I only got the thirty pages. Yeah. Like and what the hell kind of evidence are they going to try to? Well, like up? everything he had that was quotes, like ended in ellipses, like every quote. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the rest of the thing you knew was like the other thing that was going to yeah, deny what yeah, yeah. he was trying to prove, huh. and it it was like just he's like ah maybe ten thousand Jews. It was like what are you talking? Well, even about? if that was the case. Suppose it was only ten. Yes, yeah, say it was. Well, then exactly. why? why, why <laughs> That's still, still well, okay. I could see that if you thought. Hey, this is a horrible thing, <laughs> yeah. but I have discovered this amazing. It's really not six million; it's yeah. ten thousand. Well, I guess that would be something you should report if it actually right. had some evidence. But, but no, it's always these people who are actually not. They're actually trying to trying to cover up because yeah. they're actually Nazis or something. It's never like you know this yeah. is the horrible thing, but it's not really. <laughs> and like, and he like the guy, the writer, writer, the Jew. So he uses that, and it's like the writer what? He's a Jew. Oh. 
<laughs> wow. So wait, then that oh that is interesting. That's it's so- it's like it's such bullshit. But yeah, so the rest of the band was like we had no idea that it was inspiring the lyrics. And like I'd heard, like he played me the album before it came out. I don't know if I'm busting anyone right now. And uh, yeah, I know. His, <laughs> in his car, <laughs> and uh, I was like, like uh, I was like, oh my god, it's a great record. So then this happened, and like oh man, this record's never gonna come out. Then I, I ended up being able to hear it later because it never came out. Like all the copies were just thrown in a dump. Wow! Wow! It just got completely. I guess Michael Moynihan didn't get a canceled. Yeah, exactly. That's being canceled. <laughs> well, he got can- that canceled. Totally canceled. Michael totally Moynihan. Canceled. Oh God! Yeah. Well, I mean, he was canceled back in what? Yeah. Okay. Corvus Korak was that? The yeah. Name yeah. Of the exactly. Band? Yeah. Was gonna play here. <laughs> yeah. With. Hammer? No, with with John with with Iron Cemetery. Yeah, Comet put on the show. Was putting on the show, and he did. And he was putting on that show, and he was getting a lot of shit from a lot of us. Like, he got what canceled. The hell doing? Yeah, Korak. They themselves, I never saw any evidence that they had any kind of white yeah. supremacy. In hindsight, did they? they did. Or they do. They know. did. They did. Okay. Yeah. But um, that sucks. They, but Michael Moore. I mean, that guy's. I mean, come on. Like he mm-hmm. he never. He tried to wait. Didn't he write that book? Yeah, he wrote. He wrote. That he wrote uh, uh, yeah. Lords of Chaos. And he tried to do the thing that everyone tries to do. Who's into that shit to try to like find his way to slip through the cracks. Of, right. Oh no, <laughs> no, I'm not really a neo-Nazi or whatever. But but then every picture uh, you see of him, he's like, you know, he looks like Otto von Hausenstein. Yeah. Or you know, he lo- he's like <laughs> Heinrich Heilemann. You know, he, he's like. Staring, at, he's looking like Rick Astley staring at <laughs> the Von Trapp children or whatever the hell. He, you know, he's like, he's like that. Wow, oh, Rick yeah, Astley. He like, <laughs> he's all doe, a deer, a fear. Von Trapp. <laughs> well, that's what the Von Trapp children. Yeah, I know, I know. Aryan, if you ever watch the Sound of Music, which yeah, I saw that's over what Christmas, I'm that was on TV. Those kids are Hitler Youth from hell. I mean, Yo, totally. You know, one of those. Okay, this is breaks the whole. You know, you know okay. The, so you've seen the Sound of Music. Everyone's seen yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Right? You can't watch some of the. Julie Andrews is, to me, like, ins- ins- like the awesomest person ever on the screen, right? She's, uh, yeah, it's nauseating. A lot of the, the songs in that are you know, unwatchable. They make mm-hmm. you want to puke. You know, it's like so saccharine that you can't really, you can't really deal with it. But Julie Andrews is fucking. You know. But I, I saw that movie around Christmas. They play, you know, the Sound of Music mm-hmm. and they do Mary Poppins, whatever. And again, I literally can't listen to some of the music. I mean, I remember from when I was a little kid because I was exposed to all that stuff. Wasn't everyone? No. Okay. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I love and, it. And and I literally had to like change the channel during those songs because they they make me like I, I upset my stomach. They're so, <laughs> uh, what's the word for them? They're so re- saccharine. Well, saccharine is the right mm. word, right? right. Like, <laughs> they're so they're just nauseatingly saccharine, mm-hmm. you know. But that kid, one of the Von Trapp children, like the oldest boy, mm-hmm. who looks. I said Rick Astley because right, he looks yeah. like a total <laughs> Von Trapp child. <laughs> with, with, you know, <laughs> one of the kids starts. Singing. You trying to Rick roll us here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Rick Astley canceled? Sorry, oh. but, but but he but uh, the kid, one of those kids, the the one uh, with the Hitler youth, the perfect measurements. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, is like I don't remember what his name is Peter or something. He actually played Spider Man. In there in the nineteen seventies, do you at the late seven, very late seventies, there was a Spider Man TV show uh, that wasn't very popular. But it was on like Saturday. Do you remember that? And there's some no idea what you're talking about. Never mind. Okay, that that Van Drop Children guy was Spider Man in the seventies. Okay. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> hey, I have the fascinating Ju- stuff. I, I have the Julie yeah. Andrews Christmas album, and it's amazing. I'm sure. Well, she's. I mean, damn, something something going on. But there. you yeah. know, when Leibach played North Korea two years ago. 
like Liebach actually got to play North yeah, Korea. Yeah, yeah. But they played. I didn't know that. I did not they know played that. the Sound of Music. Oh, oh. God, that makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that was the only thing they were allowed to play. <laughs> oh my God! Like yeah. they were denying everything well, it's, else they it's wanted perfect to play for them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I did not know that at all. That's incredible. I'd love now that I would want to see. Or yeah. Hear, yeah, I have an album of it. It's great. Oh my God! Yeah, with you here? No. Uh, oh, we got to get that. We got to. We got to hear that. We got to hear that. If we, I mean, I, I think them doing it would be a little less oh, saccharine. Exactly. Oh, it's very less saccharine. Yeah, Matt's br- brought uh, definitely a collection of vinyl that rivals most of the stuff that we've had here. Oh, well, I knew he was getting that. Why do you think he's here? You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's going to school our asses completely. Mm. Do you guys know Screamer? No, I Again, don't know Screamer. Uh, name, but um, no, yeah. I call it the uh, new wave of Swedish heavy metal. Ah. Like that scene. Which is a great scene. Um, me and my girlfriend have a little constant argument going on about the best uh, new wave of Swedish heavy metal you bands. Guys, you guys seem to well, argue okay, so a lot. since we, I mean, we must know some of those <laughs> bands. We've I been think to you saw. I, I, I booked Streamer. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I remember with yeah. Satan. Well, we played with Satan. Me, yeah. The one, but one not, of the no, times, no, we played the first time. Yeah, not, so not, I think it was the last time. Oh, it was the last time that Satan played. Yeah, I saw Screamer, and I, I, must have, I yeah. saw that Screamer was playing a show in L.A., and I was like, ooh, that was the only U.S. I show. I came to that show because we had just, didn't we play with Satan the night before in uh, Ventura? Oh, yeah, that fest. At, that, uh, yeah. Uh, Frost and Fire. Frost and Fire. Yeah, so that's, yeah. What they, that's where Screamer and was playing. And we played with our buddy, uh, uh, his band, that we played here. God damn it, what is it? Night Demon. No, 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 no. <laughs> the guy, the, the homeboy from Satan has another band. Oh, uh, Tanith. Yeah, yeah. Tanith. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We hung out with him and had a really funny time at that at that really good time. I, I, lo- I love that dude. <laughs> Anyways, here's some Super Screamer. Cool dude, and and they, I came to see the show, and uh, yeah, I saw Screamer, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like, uh, I, I saw they were playing that thing. They were getting flown in for that, so like, I hit up a uh, guy from Night Demon that was putting on Frost and Fire. I'm like, hey, man. I wanted to do Screamer if that would be cool with you. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yep, yeah, totally. Yeah. And so I hit them up. And they all like, jammed up the coast then. And, yeah, yeah. I was like, what would it take, you know, get you guys to play with Satan? Cool. And, and they're like, um, just put us up for the night and, yeah, you yeah. know, a couple hundred bucks. Like, like us. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> awesome. Sold. Um, so, first song, I think. That's some serious yeah, traveler looking vinyl there. Oh, my God. It's traveler. It's. <laughs> Isn't that um, the same exact design for the? But me and me and my girlfriend Nicole, like we have this argument. Like, so her favorite uh, new wave of Swedish heavy metal band is Night. Night. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's N I T E. No, 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 no. N I G H T. Oh, N I G H T. Wait, is that is no, Swedish? That's Sweden rock boy, um, guy who came here. He, we went and got Vietnamese food. Um, oh, no, you know him. We know him from Sweden rock. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get like chastised, but like, I don't remember anybody's. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I have that record. I gotta bring that record down here. Yeah. Yeah, I almost brought the double like, vinyl, right? Yeah, so, exactly. There's a couple yeah, like I have yeah, like three awesome. of the records. But it's funny. Oscar. She she Oscar? she loves Knight. Is his name Oscar? I love Screamer. No, he remember when he came here and he's like, Hey, this is you know, Oscar. Oh, I wanna come uh, I'm in San Francisco visiting my sister or he was over in the East oh, Bay. Oh, so he, he came yes, over here. Yes, yes, yes. And I we do hung remember. out and you were gonna come and never yeah. I do remember. I, I yeah, yeah, we ah. went to a Vietnamese <laughs> joint here and then went over to Specs. You guys went to Tulan? <laughs> you guys went to Tulan? No, we went no. to the one on Broadway. On Broadway. Yeah. On Broadway. <laughs> yeah, on Broadway. <laughs> Broadway, yo. Yeah. So what song are we gonna play here? Uh, Matt? The second one on side one if you can find it. I know the Rock Bottom. Rock bottom yeah. <laughs> you're slipping the UFO in one way or another. Yeah. 
Black with what you take, bitch with virgin's mask. Her ending loss from a power thrust made her a walking blade. She entered her life with just one night. Scorn before morning light, trapped behind this little surprise. Lingers thus gone. No longer human, walking blade. No longer human, she's a walking blade. Deep inside, the fire spread corruption Unaware, I carry the seed of your wrong destruction No longer human, a walking blade No longer human, she's a walking blade Breaking down all the princess Community, what's one your dick, infection, has begun. Take one death, destroy your body. The end was yours to be today. The only cure for this nightmare disease is still here for war. Gamicide, yeah. The Walking Plague. <laughs> we don't have any Buck Pets albums, do we? That yeah. stuff was cool, man. Just, 
<laughs> She's almost human. <laughs> the album is called Victims of Science. <laughs> I don't know. There's like two conversations going Some on. Fantastic name. Here. Well, we're talking about the no, music, the, about, the know, record that we just played. <laughs> There's a band called Gamma. Sai. I know that. I got. I got that. The I album is called Victims of Science. Yes, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> the catalog number is WRR. She's almost human. Were you referring to that? Yeah. yeah the yeah. buck oh, pass. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The lyrics. We have to like look at the chorus here of Walking Plague. Is um. Oh, no longer human, a walking plague. Uh, no longer human, she's a walking plague. Polluted and black with rotten decay. The bitch wears a virgin mask. <laughs> Man, I love it. Catalog number WRR016 on uh, Wild Rags Records. Wait, Wild Rags? Yeah. Wild Rags Records. Wait, were you just... Wait, no. We were just talking about that because that guy Budcom was also on Wild Rags. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, from L.A., wait. from Montebello. Uh, all you Budcom fans out there, right? Hey, <laughs> what is... Wait. I'm a Budcom fan. Yeah. What is Wild Rags, though? It used to be a store. And a, a very underground label. <laughs> I remember Wild Rags... What else was on that? So I underground. That. Oh, no, I remember that. I remember the uh, name. Yeah, there's, there's an insert. Um, oh, it has all the bands and stuff. Yeah. Who was on Wild Rags? That's way back. Tape trading yeah. network stuff. Bloodcum was on Wild Rags. Okay, Wild Rags was something that. Was it a, a zine too? Bloodlust, as well as Bloodcum. Um, <laughs> also, a band called Blood. There's not us. Uh, nuclear death. Nuclear, nuclear death. death. That's that sounds like oh my god! Isn't that from Doonesbury or something? They also have yeah. recipients of death, annihilator, but not the annihilator that we know. Yeah. Um, outcasts, not us. Oh, Jersey Dogs. <laughs> oh, that's not. Remember those the SF Dogs? You remember that? Yeah. Jersey Dogs. Yeah, of course there's a Jersey Dogs. There's got to be. I wouldn't. Oh, that sounds very scary. I don't think I'd want to get near that. Yeah, I the mean Jersey I, Dogs. I mean Jersey's. Doggy enough. I don't think we need the. Jersey. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, oh, hex with two X's okay. was also. On I used there. to go to that store when I was in high school. I went so to. High are you sure we're talking about the same? We're not. Wild rags. There's no way that the store was associated with what I'm. That what, are you, what are you thinking of, Mike? Um. What do you? Asso- what's your association? I think it's like a. a I was thinking of like I R- think random association. Just a go. zine. No, just, just go. no. I was think. I was thinking about an actual thing. A zine from the. Uh, 90s that I think there were two labels called Wild Rags or either that or I don't s- okay the the Wild Rags that you just <laughs> talked about there do you think that's associated with the store he's it wasn't for sure yeah it's in Montebello I used to go there I, I went I went to high school down the street I, I don't think that's w- the same as the, the, the label that I'm thinking of or the zine that I'm thinking of or something like that well, Wild Rags is a uh, uh, could, pretty. Yeah, could, yeah, it's a broad yeah. term. Because none sure. of those bands I recognize didn't even sound like the same kind of. All right, I got some more music for you. Okay. Yeah, bring it um, on, man. I am from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and so I would be remiss to not share Tulsa heavy metal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, first strike. First strike. First strike. First strike. First Reich. First so <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> no, wait. That's an actual thing, too. What was the First Reich? Let's see. First yeah. Reich. Oh, my God. I mean, I could we could play the whole album, and it's going to be a good time. <laughs> but I think the opening track, Grab a Piece. Okay, okay. Gra- okay grab okay. a Piece. Now, the First Reich refers to... 
It's on Acoustic it's Records, A K U S T I C. This all just goes back. <laughs> the album is called Just what a Nightmare. Just a Nightmare. Oh, wait, this is like some serious. Love it. Um, 1986. Cinderella album cover. Love it. Uh, boy, that's that, that, that. Adrian, these guys, you should talk to these guys. They have bad font choices. You could, they could be on the same blacklist that you're on for terrible font choices. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Okay, man. Yeah, first yeah. first strike. First, yeah. first so strike. So when Metallica on the Master of Puppets tour played in Tulsa, Oklahoma, like they were on the tour with Ozzy, but they had a day off. So they played Tulsa and headlined the Canaan's Ballroom. First strike opened. Cool. No, this is awesome though, because wh- wait, what? Okay, what kind of music is this? Sort of thrashy, sort of. Well, well, you're about to hear. No, I know that, but I'm I'm asking because I'm really into the idea that, depending on what year this is, it's good heavy metal. Eighty six. Like, yeah, eighty six. Right around then, when you had, like, well, it was before that really, but when when like thrash, and uh, you had some thrash bands who still look like glam guys. Yeah. You know I mean, there wasn't everything metal wasn't distinguished yet into these. You know what I mean? They were in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, you got. Okay, anyway, let's just hear they it. Were, they would hang out in the mall. All right, let's dig it. Yeah.
nice yellow vinyl. It's got all the colored vinyl. <laughs> what is this here, Matt? Uh, am I talking now? That's yeah. Oh, that's Tankard. And we're going to play the Metal Lady Boy. Tank- <laughs> the Metal what? Lady Boy. Oh. <laughs> With guest vocals from Dora Pesh. All right. <laughs> and you said second song, so right? What's un-PC about that? Besides the fact no, I actually, this is, this is the incredible thing. It's not. It is. It is very. It is PC. Yeah. I was very like. I'm a big Tankard fan. Yeah. And I saw they had a song called "The Metal Lady Boy." I'm like, oh boy. Oh, I didn't. I didn't actually. Okay. No. No. I get it. And I was I like, quite hear, I've heard that wrong. And I was I like, uh oh. I, I hope. Uh, or something. I don't know what it. They t- They they are on the right side of things. <laughs> yeah, the metal lady boy. The oh, Tankard's yeah. not just about beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the metal lady boy. Yeah. Doro. Yeah. Your goddess, your metal lady boy 
Metal Lady Boy. Tankard. Tankard, come on. Fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. They're great. And I mean, again, they keep going. <laughs> and they're always, yeah. They've yeah. They're from Germany. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I guess we say, you know, we, we talk so much while the songs are on about right. all this stuff. That I know you feel like, oh, what's the point? Well, right. said, that's a problem we've had with this a, a lot is that we, a girl we say all the Cerveza. good stuff when the microphones are off. That's of course, a great yeah. song, too. Yeah. That's the name of the record, or is yeah, it? the record's called "A Girl Called Cerveza." The title track is great. Really? That's just a pretty good song title. A, a girl, a girl yeah. called Cerveza. A girl There's called Cerveza. Latinx, yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're totally. A, it's on some great yellow vinyl. Um, oh, that's, that's beer, beer colored, because yeah, tankard. Be, oh, beer colored is that? That's not beer colored. That's what they. It really is a piss pea, pea colored. It's not. Yeah, it's it not is. quite pea colored. It's more like uh, ice cream or something. Ice yeah. cream? No, <laughs> sherbet. If anything, it's yeah, yeah, ice exactly. that ain't ice cream. Yeah, that's that's sherbet. sherbet, man. Looks uh, like. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. Catalog number. Catalog like number. MB two zero one seven one one. Too light uh-huh. for beer. <laughs> nuclear blast. Yeah. Nuclear yeah, blast. Nuclear blast. <laughs> nuclear blast. Very cool, man. Love it. Good stuff. Needs to be more heavy, heavy metal lady boys. <laughs> that one, I mean, when, when did that come out? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds recent from the production. Now, we know the name Tankard. Well, Tankard's been around since yeah, the 80s. Yeah, but do we? But we don't... I. Oh, my see, God, again, the cover so art bad. on that record is crazy. Uh, well, then, then one second. I brought an early Tankard record. Unlike, hey, you, hey. unlike you, I am... Whoa. Oh, you're making yeah. a, you're doing a scalzy move. That's a party now. Yeah, I, good. I'm unlike uh, you, Matt. I am incredibly uh, vague-minded about an encyclopedic about uh, metal bands like this that I play festivals with and stuff. Like I don't, I don't, I remember. Oh yeah, I remember, uh, uh, you know. But I remember the name Tankard, and I'm wondering whether uh, yeah, we played yeah. a festival or saw them, or I don't know. Do you remember anything like that? Yeah. You don't we're gonna either. play because we're hopped up on goofballs. I don't and, remember um, much. You know that. 
We're going to play uh, Chemical Invasion uh, the, the, for their album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to hear the intro and then Total Addiction. Okay, let's they're, do it. Yeah, let's just keep... Yeah, this is... Their Matt's, artwork Matt's got, on their records. That's all business here. Insane, we're just music, man. music, music, which is good. Chemical Invasion from Tankard. T A N K A R D. This is again, uh, oh, this is on Combat. It right? is. This is from 1987. So the last thing we heard was like, I think, 2012, 13. I don't know. So yeah, we're going back. Oh, we got to go back. Yeah. Yeah, this is. Uh, but that was pretty badass. That that last song yeah. was uh, Lady Boy. There was very energetic for a band that's been around that long for something you know doing th- th- that recently. So, what song do you want to play on this again? Um, so side A. Uh, side A. We're gonna hear uh, the intro and then Total Addiction. Total Addiction. All right. All right. Catalog number eight eight five six one dash eight two zero zero dash one. Yeah, this is definitely the most music episode. I know we're not talking as much shit, which is good. We'll do that all in between uh, songs. We've, we, and yeah, we'll we've catch got, you all up with all the shit we've talk. We've got plenty of shit talking. Yeah, there's, there's plenty for, of that, and there'll be yeah. plenty more of it, so we can play some yeah, music. Thank this you, time. Matt, for bringing so much music. Yeah, for bringing it. Yeah, it was yeah fun. Yeah.
So I thought we were talking. Anyway, what was that last song? And then what was... That was more tankered, right? That was more tankered. Oh, it was more tankered. That's right. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was more tankered. Is, yeah. <laughs> All the good shit happens when the music's on. We had these yeah. great conversations <laughs> about everything. You know? oh, we just started like... All the, uh, just all the dirt comes out. But sorry, guys. Sorry, people. You can't hear that because we get canceled or something. <laughs> which is weird because literally... Well, we c- could we get canceled if we said something really gnarly by... <laughs> Whoever you know by like who's going to cancel us? iTunes. Can, I mean, no, we're the ones who put it out. Yeah, but it goes on certain platforms, right? 
I mean, Teen I, Vogue might cancel you. I put Who? it on the... Teen Vogue? Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue, <laughs> yeah. Wait, who's Teen Vogue? I don't know all this crap. Although we, we can't get canceled because we we host our own feed. Well, uh, canceled in the sense that... that yeah, like, society can cancel you. No, no, that can happen to anybody, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Even Morrissey, yeah. But, <laughs> Even well, Morrissey. Thing, right? we, yeah. we have our own platform. We don't need we don't need iTunes. We don't need Spotify. <laughs> okay, but we, we, but don't we are need on Amazon. those things, right? We, we are. Current. So we could get canceled by them, literally, and literally, not like, like cancel culture stuff, but... Uh, yeah, we if, can get if, if yeah. we were high profile enough to where that we made and we said also some horrible <laughs> things. If anybody actually listened stink. to this, right. and we yeah. said really yeah. nasty, politically incorrect <laughs> things. But yeah, but listen uh, to it, they made have a the, good time. Whole, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the whole cancel culture thing that everybody's talking Here about. Here we go, uh, cancel. Well, cancel culture is here and there, and this and that. I heard H.P. Lovecraft is canceled recently <laughs> in the English <laughs> department at DVC where I teach. They said that, um, and I said. That's interesting. How can you be canceled? <laughs> Ice Earth got canceled. Well, oh, they, yeah, yeah. Did they, though? Yeah. I don't think they are. Like I said earlier, I'm like, again, you know, the fart lighters don't care. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> it's not going to change anything for them. I don't know. I, I, I'm reading some comments under under the uh, this stuff that's going on on YouTube. There's probably a few people that are like, oh, that's a bummer. Forth. It's back but and like forth. Yeah, yeah. It's you've been, you've been leaving comments? No, I have not. Don't you don't really. leave comments on you? Do you on YouTube? Yeah, you I would do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's not good to have it on your resume. You read that on YouTube? <laughs> are you on? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah okay. Now things are going through my head that I will not say. I have, dif- I have are different. You, are you? <laughs> I have different login names that I use to comment. <laughs> yeah, I don't. No, I don't, not I don't Adrian. Comment on no, I don't comment. That under is the lowest of the social media commenting on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Damn, man! If it, is it even social media? I don't even know what it is. But uh, uh, now, uh, during the during the um, coronavirus, the, the uh, I can't think of what the hell they call these things. Uh, the, the, impeach- the impeachment, uh, <laughs> not trials, but when they when Hearings. everybody votes and they vote on it, um, uh, Republicans are starting to talk about cancel culture, saying Ooh. that the dangerous trend that is going on, where no one can say anything anymore. And people <laughs> cancel culture is starting to take over our uh, our culture and this and that and, and so I'll, well, I'm going to leave it at that. And what I I mean I I mean that's uh, I've been kind of obsessed. Like I have a couple of obsessions from the media things, like that Colorado congresswoman. Yeah, yeah. And I'm talking about the one that carries the gun everywhere. Well, really? there's a lot of those, but yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, like she's like in Congress now. No, I don't know. So she carries a gun. So she was the only reason I know because like she was pissed off because of after the. Thing that happened, yeah. you know, like a week and a half ago. And now they have like a, you know, the uh, metal, metal detectors. detectors yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. So she right, can't yeah. bring her gun in. You can't have yes. a metal detector here because that several go off several like people crazy. were Republicans were bitching about that. And then she's yeah. one. And so and she have to wear masks too, and they were bitching about that. And well. so she carries her gun. And so it turns out she owns like she's like was a used to be the mayor of some town in Colorado. She owns a bar called Shooters, <laughs> where everyone, <laughs> oh shooters, where everyone there, all the staff actually carry guns. Yeah. Can well, you imagine Slothfig playing Shooters? No, I don't <laughs> think I'd be comfortable. I, I'm one of those guys who's really like, like I have, okay. What kind of guy I, are I you, Mike? Well, that, that's, a, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm one of those guys, guy like me. Um, I'm one of those I'm people the type of guy. Who, who grew up around a lot of people who shot a lot of guns. Right. And I have never shot a gun in my life. Me, me too. And I've never been to Disneyland. 
Oh, I've been to Disneyland. That's, I love that's, Disneyland. That's, now, that's weird. And I'm not going to do one or the other until I can do both at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah, he wants yeah. to open but carry at Disneyland. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, uh, no I've, never, I've never shot a gun, and I have no interest in shooting guns. Yeah. Uh, my dad was in the military, and he was he didn't have guns at home. Oh, he wasn't in the military when I was a kid. But right. he, was, he was like trained with guns and all that, so he wasn't scared of them the way someone like who'd never shot one would right. be. Right. But he was like, I don't like carrying guns. I don't like having them around. They, you know. And uh, but my uncles and my friends and other they're all hunting all not, not all of them yeah but a lot of them you know and uh, I never uh, just never have now I'm not saying that if someone had been like hey we're going out to the range I, I wasn't interested in doing it but if I, if somebody would have said here do that you know, I don't maybe yeah, I would see my chance. dad was a cop but I was not interested and wanted and my dad really was a cop and so I'm made, scared and, and he wanted to make sure that my brother and I were comfortable and knowledgeable about firearms. Because he knew that they were a part of the universe, and, right. and he was like, you know, you guys need to know how to how to load and unload a gun, as oh. well as how to fire uh, a gun with accuracy. And so then, him and his brothers, my uncles, my dad and my uncles, they would drink a bunch of beers, right? Mm -hmm. A bunch of beer bottles. Teaching how to shoot responsibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then drink a so, bunch of beer. So then, <laughs> we, so then we drive out to the desert, like everybody and line up all the beer it. bottles, yeah, and yeah. shoot shoot the guns yeah. so um, the, way you, the way you gestured it sounded like they were fully automatic eh? no um, <laughs> <laughs> we had uh rifles yeah no, i know Shotgun, uh handguns yeah. and uh, uh long range handguns and short range handguns and yeah, uh, i don't know yeah long range handguns. i don't they, know i mean they my, my dad and his brothers they were all cops and so you know we were we were basically required to be to know how to like how to treat a weapon. Wow. You know, and 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 you know what? It was it was useful because it's like I'm not afraid of guns. Yeah, that's you know. So I like, agree with that. So like, if I was ever around a weapon, no, I would I, I, see I would mean. know how to you unload disarm it somebody. Yeah. Like, that's it. You're, I it's, agree it's that it's a useful skill. You know what I mean? Yep. I I've thought about that Me before. Me too. Actually, quite recently, I've thought about like. What about the fact that I have no idea how to how to handle a gun in any way? Yeah, shape, right. Or if something were to happen, which seems like it's more and more possible, <laughs> then yeah. what would I do? You know, well, I'd run and hide. Yeah, uh, which is probably wiser anyway. War, I don't believe that you, need you have to buy a gun. Some guns, man. I definitely don't believe if you have a gun <laughs> on you or around you that you're any safer. Right. Um, in yeah. in a, in situations of like break-ins and stuff like that, where people talk about, well, if someone breaks into my house, I get, well, if you sleep with a gun under your bed or this or that, yeah, like, fuck under that. your pillow. Well, I mean, maybe you would be if you slept. I did have a girlfriend who had a uh, an automatic pistol that she Which kept one? next to the bed. R Rebecca, yes, really, yeah. Really? And, and I used to sleep with my head. It, 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 it drove me. It's, I never. It, the, the magazine was not in it completely, but it was. I mean, it was right there, and I was always Why? scared that. That I would, I would be like, oh God, like I'm gonna roll over and onto this thing somehow, and like shoot it off, or I'm gonna have a nightmare and go, ah, and pick the gun and kill myself. Or, you're, know, you're gonna get up she, to go well, take a piss, why and then did you're gonna walk that? back in, and yeah. she's gonna be like, Whoa, well, there was what a what's she afraid of? I mean, she yeah. lived in a warehouse where bad things had happened. Uh, and Matt's some, like, I some lived of them, in that same warehouse. Some, yeah, some exactly. of, Matt, you <laughs> lived there. That was that was Becky's. That, she, yeah. that was a splat cave. That's where she, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I had no gun. I felt fine. No, but, but you weren't. You didn't. Things happened to her that didn't happen to you. In well, that no, no. <laughs> like someone broke yeah, into no, her room. Not to my knowledge. To <laughs> so so yeah, I know. Yeah yeah. I mean, yeah don't wake John Cobbett up before eleven exactly. a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wait, what, what happened? What, no. what? Uh, oh, good. I didn't hear that. Sorry. 
No, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> anyway, I was uncomfortable with that. But then anybody would boot it next to your yeah. head like no, that. No, definitely you know? not. And um, but but as far as my views on what should happen with guns and all that is not really. I I don't, I don't think it's very important what I think because uh, <laughs> I because here's the, my point is that I am not comfortable around guns the way. Some people would not be comfortable around a car if they've never driven one. Or right. A, or now, do you I drive? Don't, like, yeah, I, I don't have a car, but I drive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have gun. I don't. Uh, well, I don't want to drive. But uh, the question: Do I drive? Well, yeah. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to be around guns. And he does have a driver's license. Yes. Oh, okay. And so, so if somebody uh, who grew up with guns and who's very comfortable with them right. is going to say. No, no, guns should be legal. It's people don't know how to handle them, and that's the problem. Yeah, I agree with that. Whereas I, th- I am, inf- I'm for gun control. Yeah, gun yet. control. I mean, like yes. they should be guns controlled as fucking driver's licenses. Yeah, license. I think they should be controlled. Well, know. see, I, what I think should, I think the word should is absurd in this situation. <laughs> I'm someone Thank who's you. not comfortable wow. around okay. guns. I don't know anything about guns, so I can say I wouldn't miss guns if nobody had guns. Oh, it right, wouldn't hurt yeah. me at all in the sense that I wouldn't be. Like, oh, I miss them. Now, someone who grew up around guns and really likes them, is comfortable, make them feel secure, they're going to say, no, everyone should have guns. You can handle it. You just yeah, you're in a very so metropolitan area. That's but why. I know. You're in like a city. I still think you're no one should have farm. a damn AK-47 who's not the, in the exactly. military. Shotguns? I would be happy if no one had guns. But, right. but as far as shotguns go, I'm like, you. I don't think you can mow down an entire room before <laughs> getting uh, disarmed with a right. shotgun yeah. or a crossbow for that matter. Right, exactly. You know? But uh, anyway. Yeah, we're gonna oh, <laughs> Ted Nugent. We're getting into Ted Nugent territory. Oh, no. No, no <laughs> see, that, this is the thing. It's one thing to say, uh, you know, I believe there should be guns, I believe this, or to me to say I wish there were no guns, but it's another thing to make absurd arguments yeah. and, comp- and, and analogies True. like Ted Nugent to come up with like, oh, if everybody had a gun on them all the time, mm-hmm. then there wouldn't be any shootings or there wouldn't be there would be less <laughs> shootings. That's nonsense. Uh, exactly. I everybody I everybody that was walking shit. down yeah, the street with guns like, yeah, all the time? No way. Uh, I think we're no all way. in agreement. Well, what they do is they say, oh, well, wait, I live in wherever, you know, Greensboro, you know, uh, Kentucky, Detroit, Massachusetts, whatever. <laughs> and Way more people have guns there than do where you live in you right. know, Oakland or whatever, and there's way less shootings. Right. And that's the stupidest argument ever. Because, but I it's mean, still I the agree. Stupidest argument three ever. of us in, in the some room. nice suburban area, if everyone has had guns, no, they might not kill each other. But if everybody had more guns everywhere, there would be way more shootings. Right. I mean, it's like, and, and how about, like, yeah, I mean, guns shouldn't be illegal, but controlled. Yeah, well. I don't know. Yeah, here we go. Here he's about to play the right. bait. This, this is a, no. I know. We're oh gonna, God, we're getting into the gun control debate because exactly. I am a master debater, as you know. <laughs> exactly. But 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 um, the argument you always hear is that what, what did who is it? Tip O'Neill or someone like that said, <laughs> "Oh, we wouldn't have 9/11 situations if oh not not Tip O'Neill. That's he's been someone like maybe it was Tip. If everybody had a gun, if everybody was given a gun on the airplane when they get on, right. then you wouldn't have hijackings. I mean. Quit, I mean that's insane. <laughs> yeah, just give everyone a gun and then let, or in the classroom when you're teaching. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, everyone should just have a gun. Then people won't come in and shoot you. <laughs> no, the kids in the damn class will shoot you. You know, no, like exactly. Be, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and you know, and how am I supposed to stop that? Anyway, okay, enough about that. Oh wow, yeah. okay, Here so we go. enough about that. So Mike, yeah, speaking of guns, um, speaking of guns, you've no, recently been involved with a recording on uh, some test pressing vinyl that you happen to possess. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Now, this is. Uh, an interesting <laughs> phenomenon 
uh, <laughs> phenom of the non-Michael Shanker variety. Uh, that although I did play a flying V on this record, so there is a little connection Woo! there. I I got uh, called to action uh, by Erlen uh, Jelvik. Uh, I believe is how you. I, I'm worried about mispronouncing this poor lad's <laughs> name, who is my friend now. You know, we should get on the show actually from Norway, uh, who was in residence up in Portland, Oregon, recording uh -huh. with Justin Phelps, uh, making his solo album. Now, this guy sang for a band called Kvelartek, which I knew nothing about before this. Honestly, uh, they're, they're very, very popular in in uh, Norway. Um, they're they're one of those bands known as Black and Roll, I guess. <laughs> kind of like the blackened metal, what uh, is like it? our friend Alan uh, from uh, um, Avril from Primordial. Primordial, who that's considered black and metal. So this is Black and Roll. I think Craft yeah. kind of falls in that category. Craft? Okay, I don't know Craft. Yeah, you're not a black metal guy. Yeah, yeah. well, I, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just talking about how I don't like black metal. Um, but this is not black metal, and it's not black and roll either. I don't know what this is. It's sort of okay. like Black and Maiden or something. Or I'm or, excited to hear. Know, it. So, so uh, well, yeah, yeah. But you see, I have to talk about it for oh. an hour at least before you before you can hear it. I have to at least <laughs> ruin the experience by talking too much about it. No, I'll just say this. I went up there. It was lovely. Uh, you went up where? Yeah, he flew me up to Portland, which is fantastic. Portland. And I got to see Justin Phelps, our ex-bass player, engineer, producer, and friend. Uh, we hung out in the studio for uh, two days, and with with Erlen uh, and his wife, and he just said, "Here's a track. I, here's a song I have." Uh, and our friend uh, Rob from Skeletor uh, was make, has made the record with him. He's in his band, which is called Jelvik, uh, is, you know, his last name. They had written this song, and if, so he had different songs on the record on his solo record. But all with with Rob from Skeletor uh, and a drummer, I think, from Germany or Norway, I can't remember. Uh, and they they had different types of songs. There's some that did sound like black and roll, some that sound like black metal, and then there's a song that sounded kind of like a gallopy sort of, you know, maidenish thing. And so that's one he wanted me to sing on. And he, it, to my surprise, when I got up there, I had to, he gave me some copies of some lyrics, but I, I couldn't because it's blackish, black metalish stuff, <laughs> sort of. It was written in different font. Could, yeah, I couldn't read the lyrics because they were written, you know. <laughs> metal like, of color. What? Or metal of color. Yeah, there you go. No, so, so I saw it, but I was like, how do you want me to do it? I don't know how to do this, you know. And he's like, well, I want you to sing like you. You know, I don't want you to come up here and try to sound like a black metal guy. But and so I thought I'm going to sing on this, and I'll let him tell me how he wants me to do it, right? And then, but I came in, and there's a flying V sitting there. And an amp. <laughs> he's like, well, you're going to play a little guitar while you're at it, right? Which I did not expect, but I was like, oh, cool. Like, and to my surprise, what was great about it is he just goes, well, just go. You said, what do you mean go? Well, just do what you want on this song. Do, do everything. Uh, just oh, play something. Just go. And it, for a minute, I was kind of nervous because they were all in the room with me. But then I got into it. Start, and I know Rob, so I started doing some harmonies over his stuff. And then he's like, do a solo. Do this. Do that. Just keep going. Keep going. Put as many tracks down as you want. And I will do that, as you know. Just keep putting <laughs> tracks and tracks. And then the next day, I just sang. And he let me just slather the song, you know, uh, so it's rather slathered with my uh, uh, affectations, but let's listen to it. It's called Necromance, uh, and it's the last song on this test pressing, which has a test known pressings. Number. We love white label test promo. Is, is there a matrix it. number on there? That's probably the recording date. Yeah, I sure hope so, Mike. <laughs> 
Welcome to hell with one L. <laughs> really? Are you serious? Oh, because his name is Helvick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go.
Oh, so it was just one. That was a one. A one. Yeah, that was a one-off there, Mike. Huh? Thing. Yeah, that's okay. Pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it. I had fun. I could totally Blue hear your guitar I mean, solos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds like no. you know. They spent a lot of time on it. Did a good job, and it's out now and on Nuclear Blast, I guess. And uh, I don't know. Obviously, it kind of it's kind of sucks to have to think. Oh man, putting a record out during COVID, and then you can't. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's like, oh, what are we one of those things. Like, what do you think, Matt, Couldn't about tour. like bands putting out records during COVID? Well, I mean, it depends on, I mean, yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, well, obviously. It's a great thing because we get to have records come out. When we're right, bored, you know, so it's great. So I enjoy it as a fan. Um, and the cool thing is you can get weird because you don't have to tour for that record. So oh. you, you can make a weird record. I never thought of it that way. That you don't yeah. have to tour for. So it's like you can stuff you don't have, you can't play live. Maybe it doesn't. Matter, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can go. Oh, you I can never, play. Yeah, we never really thought about that, about that either. <laughs> we have so many. So we don't play any of our new records. Like <laughs> every band that has ten records never plays their. They only want to hear back when yeah. we were good. You know. So <laughs> we are the dead men rather than the head men. Yeah, no, 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 it's no. It's like it's like not to compare ourselves with Maiden, but it is like oh, I want to hear stuff after, after Traveler or, or uh, Atavism. You know. But yeah, so you don't have to play it. So you could put a disco record out, right? Right now, yeah. and or a death and metal it, record, and it would work out. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fine because, like, it's like, well, it's just Slaufig does a death metal record. That would be just that would be <laughs> so. Our things I, I you can sing on it. Yeah. No, yeah. I think this would yeah. instead of doing a death metal album, I think it would be if we we're gonna do something like that. That's when we be a disco put album, out some yeah. show tunes. Yeah, we'd have yeah. to do that. Would be <laughs> exactly. up our up our. Up our uh, we could do we could do our version of Live Box uh, or our yeah, <laughs> Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, yeah. and Julie Andrews. I mean it would sound more like Uli Andrews if I sang it. Uh-huh. Ooh, Uli Andrews. Who's <laughs> 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 alive? But yeah. <laughs> so I think like bands doing stuff during now is like kind of a cool thing because. Uli Andrews. Well, yeah. the problem that yeah. we have is that. The problem is that we have is that we, we fucking <laughs> have no inspiration and we make records anyway well, like every other band that's been around for 30 we're years. We're not having band ah! practice. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of yeah, course. We're not, yeah. we're not having band practice during any of this right, stuff. Right. So it's like, and and we've talked about on this program before is that, you know, the the magic of songwriting happens when everybody's in the room and you start to say like hey let's try this let's try that as cliche as that sounds yeah. it's true it really it is so we're a band band you so you, you don't you don't, so you don't show up mike as like i've got this no i never did i i, I show up as I, yes i show up as i've got this this idea this but riff. it never is but as yeah. it goes okay yeah it has to no because i hate that whole like um I mean, when we were writing, we are the Red Men, you know, all that shit. <laughs> I was sitting in the basement on myself, dun, 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 dun. but it never, it was never like I had it all completely uh, arranged. Or even if I did, I, I mean, back, that was a long time. I was right. like 21. I would try <laughs> to write, like everybody starting, you write songs and you think you've got it all down, right. arranged, right? But then you bring it to the band, he goes, wait, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. So exactly. then, but once you have enough experience as, a, as, you know, a songwriter, you start knowing that you can't just string everything together. And bring it in, and it's going to be just fine. And that's the problem with all these damn metal bands, particularly that live in different countries and stuff, is they often do that, right? And they don't get to jam in a room together, so they're not really a band. And then they put songs together that are that aren't arranged properly, right? They don't sound right because they don't get in the same room, you know. And Sometimes, it's, it's you know? interesting. Like I, I'm glad to hear that from you, because that, like, because um, uh, I mean, I have always had this thing of like those people. And there are genius people that can write songs and just bring them. Yeah. Um, and like, this is it. 
Um, and then there's people that know how to play and don't know how to write a fucking song. Oh, that's, yeah, that's and, almost everybody. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Yeah. so, but I'm glad, like, I mean, because I'm a huge Slothic fan. Oh, that's nice. You know, um, <laughs> um, so I'm, uh, it's good. You can, so you can bring a part and you guys jam on it. Oh, that's totally. Amazing, that's you know. what usually, often I have like, you know, maybe at this point, like again, like I said, when I was younger, I would bring a butt. There was way more riffs going on right. in my head and they were all over the place and it, and we were living together, you know, the mm-hmm. whole different, yeah. Thing. You know, so there was also, oh, what about that riff that you had last? Yeah, you throw them together, you know. So everybody's aware of the whole process all the time because we practiced right. every night for like a couple of years, you know. So totally different environment. But now that it's like once a week or something, I'll have like, I got this part and this melody and then maybe this other one. And then we just sort of play it. And then it's always much more of a, a group arrangement. That's and all how that. it works. And it annoys like, everybody because I've got to be like, Constantly, like, change. Uh, you know, but I that's just why like it a, takes a couple of years to put out yeah, records. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, 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 let's do it that way for a month. Oh no, no, that's not going to well, work. Because we don't. Because we only jam together like in pre-COVID. We only jam right. together like once a week or twice at the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, twice at the most. So it's like, you know, back in back in the day, like if we were jamming two, three, four times a week, you know, we'd be able to put out a record every year. Right. Well, we did. You know, yeah. Or at least. Yeah, I mean that's something for a couple of years. And like, I mean, Adrian, you're like you're a great musician, so you can, yeah. and so you guys, I'm he's sure, collaborate. Now he's, you know, he's writing some songs on Slaufeg albums, and they, you know, we, we we did arrange them here though a lot. We did a lot. We of did. That was very collaborative. Right. And so the stuff Angelo brings in is very like very See? collaborative. That's band stuff. No, we're a band. No, we're totally for years. Ever mm-hmm. since you've been in the band, we've had yeah. that philosophy. And we th- are a band. We are not people who live in one place another and go, right. oh hey, I've exactly. got this. I'll play it exactly like that. Fuck that! What? First of all, it doesn't sound right. I agree. And second of all, if you're just gonna do that and then not everybody's into it, then it's like totally. I don't want people playing. I mean, you know, right? Of course, I had this band for ten years before anybody who's in it now was even right in it, right? <laughs> so I could be like, well, yeah. I'm just gonna write everything my way. <laughs> but the thing is, that won't sound right. And mm-hmm. second of all, do you think anybody wants to be in a band where? The people playing around them are just doing exactly what you say, even if they think it's not working right. And all uh, it's not I like agree. you brought that stuff together and you were like, "Oh, let's do it like this." It it evolved through yeah. you playing with the group. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's and how. I mean, yes, they were your ideas, but they they came to fruition because of the other people that you were playing with. I mean, if you had had a different drummer. Then it well, would have course, been totally different. Course. But you oh, had like well, a thrash yeah. metal. Dude. When I didn't have a different guitar player, did things happen differently? And when I had John, <laughs> uh, I would be no. I mean, when he was in Slough, yeah, I'd yeah. just be like, I mean, because he's so good. He you is, know, I would yeah. just be like, dude, he got him. Mean, he knew exactly what right. I was thinking anyway, because we are from the same exact musical background. So right. I go, oh, and we have very similar tastes <laughs> for what we want to write. You know, at that time with Hammers and Slough, it was insane yeah. what was going on. I was, well, I wanted to get to that. So I was just like. Here I've got this riff, and he would come up with the perfect part to go over. Exactly, it, you know. And then Angelo coming in after John, first of all, learned all John's parts, <laughs> and then because I mean, he had to. But then Angelo, <laughs> just as as well as John does, um, compliments what I'm doing because Angelo, right. as much I couldn't say more than John. Angelo and John are both equally on my exact same taste wavelength for right. metal and and guitar playing. I don't think either one is. More similar to me than the mm-hmm. other. They're like, per- and I wouldn't play with anybody who's not. Oh, like, sure. I, 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 <laughs> I, know. I couldn't. Like, if, if Angelo, what, I mean, I always say this if Angelo, you know, were to not play with us anymore, I don't, I wouldn't want to replace him unless it would be really hard to find a guitar player right. I want to play with. Because I didn't play with other guitar players for years. It was John that really broke yeah. It was like, because this guy's perfect. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and he's so good, and he would compliment all this so <laughs> well. It was his idea, actually, not mine. You're right. He's like, uh, why don't I play on this? That was stuff, a, that was a trade. Well, then I was in Hammers right, <laughs> yeah. right, right before that, but it was it was never. But that was actually a very good. That was never like tit for tat. I well, must yeah, admit, no. it was never like that. It was Slaufeg was a different band. John did what he wanted in Slaufeg, mm-hmm. and and he was happy with that. Uh, but he didn't insist. He was just like, if I if I told him, he said, okay, I want to do this way. But he basically he got it so well, he would just you know it was easy for right. him. In Hammers, um, I did mostly. No, I did mostly what he wanted me yeah. to do because that's the way he wanted to run it. But it wasn't against my will. I wouldn't have, right. have been. I wouldn't no, have of course it. not. I liked what he wanted me to do exactly. most of the time until the very end, and that's one of the reasons we didn't play the you know, in Hammers <laughs> anymore because I didn't really – I wasn't that into what was going on at one point. you know. But before that, no, I was like, well, dude, you, you tell me to do this. You've got these ideas all in your head. And I hear them, and they're yeah. great ideas. And they were genius ideas. Yeah. I played I, mean, yeah. I played the bastard last night for my roommate. Like, so I last mean, night last night I took some mushrooms. All right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ate some mushrooms. Like, I found some in my freezer. I'm like, I don't know if these are still good. Like, they've been there for like they're two years. They're always still good. Apparently. Mushrooms really? preserve well. And, they really uh, you really, you better really than acid. Well, I got pretty high, and uh, I, I, was, I, I moved all my storage unit shit into my basement. I went you and did, found. You did mushrooms and listened to the bastard last Found some stuff. But yeah, then I started talking to my you roommate. found a case of bastard CDs and nervous. Well, no. I was like, I was talking to him about stuff. I'm like, like, oh, have you heard Hickey? And he's like, no. Oh, I'm your like, roommate? Yeah. Oh, so, so you brought out the Hickey. Yeah. But I played Hickey. And then I was like, weakling Galt. He's like, hmm. I played Galt. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Galt. Yeah. And I, I was like, that. okay. And then I was like, I knew where I was going with this. And I was yeah, high yeah. as hell. Um, I was like, well, Ludicra? He's like, mm-mm. Oh, wow. Played the first Ludicra. I was like, Hammers? And he's like... Oh, wow. And you played that, yeah. I played the Bastard for yeah, him. Yeah, cool. And yeah. I was like, what a fucking genius album. Yeah, it's right? great. I it's love that record. And that record is, well, I don't want to... To me, it's not just because I was on it, because I was on three of the records. Yeah. It was head and shoulders above the other one. It is. I was on it really is. It's I, the best Hammers record. And, I mean, you remember, I, that was recorded on a similar to... The, like, on an A-track with Rich yeah. uh, Marin. No. In a very, you know, very uh, low-tech, you know, very low-fi situation. It was mixed in Pro Tools later, but still okay. it was... So that we had to, you know... But but it was recorded in, the, in like, a room like this, you know, mm-hmm. a long time ago when we didn't have all the, uh, the technology we even have in here. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, but it was okay. I mean, it was John's baby, no question yeah, about of it. Course. But it was a collaborative effort. Yeah, yeah. And I you know. can see on the credits there was yeah. uh, Erica. Stu- I mean, Janice came in oh, towards yeah. the relatively oh, I know. Uh, the end of the writing process. Although there was a, uh, although she uh, was. I was living with Janice at the time. Oh, you were in the. At oh, the, in the Hotel, the yeah. Hotel, yeah, yeah, yeah. She came in uh, as we had, after we'd written much of that, right? Mm-hmm. But it was and it was even weird. At one point, we had Unholy Cadaver. Mm-hmm. And oh then we yeah. We had this band with Janice. We were doing a, co- a one of the songs, at least, that ended up on the bastard when Erica couldn't make it. Like mm-hmm. once a week, called "Little Cadaver." That's just what we nicknamed. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, little cadaver? Really? I never that, heard that. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know how that made Erica feel. I don't think she really cared. But it was when she wasn't around, we would practice without her mm-hmm. uh, because she couldn't come as m- often as me, right. and John and Chewy, right? Because she was in Lost Goat and other things, right? So. And, and she was like doing vocals on the Hickey record and around that time. And Galt too, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So all sorts of stuff. And Lorraine was doing stuff on the and Galt. And she was, yeah. oh, okay, okay, yeah. And then, oh yeah, that was Amber Asylum, not the Galt that she was in. Sorry, uh, but yeah. but <laughs> so Janice would come down because she loved the band because she was singing some backup stuff mm-hmm, and some other yep. stuff. And so Janice would just come down and John would be like, just come down and play back because she was so good. He wanted to utilize her mm-hmm. and who knows what he was scheming, you know. 
But there was a period <laughs> for about a year there, at least, where Erica and I were writing for The Bastard. Oh, really? We had known each other for many years before that. I didn't know um, that. Everybody in the like the mission scene, whatever, way before the whatever that scene, what, the mission hardcore scene, whatever. We, we, <laughs> what? Yeah, we, yeah. we, we, we know. Which I wasn't really part of. You know, <laughs> but I came in with them when it switched right. to metal, sort of, you know. And But Erica, I had known when she had a band called Blown back in 1992. Oh, uh, I don't know about she this. She used to play with, yeah, they actually played with Slaufeg, Um a couple in times. New York? Oh, no, 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 no. Here. Yeah. Really? So Erica yeah. had been here in 92? Yeah. yeah. She'd been in Santa Cruz, and then she came up here. Oh, that's right. She, she went to school in Santa Cruz. Yeah, she f- went to Santa She went from New York to Santa Cruz. That's and then right. And came up here to San Blown. And mm-hmm. I met her in 92. So we had, uh, I didn't even know what Lost Goat, nothing, uh, until uh, until uh, the Hammers thing. And I was like, oh, you're in that. You're uh, you. Yeah, hey, well, you know, it's you. You know, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, this girl, Erica, she's super talented. She's in Spanish. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. super talented. What a genius. And uh, she's going to be singing with you on this thing. And, pl- and I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. And then we when we showed up to, to do it. And I'm like, hey, I haven't seen you in like several years. You know, But we totally knew each other. So that was really cool. And he's like, well, I want you guys to write some of the lyrics that you're going to write on it. Because John and I started really talking a lot about the content of that record. Right, yeah. And we'd have these meetings once a week. <laughs> because he was just No, for Hammers of Misfortune, it was for Unholy Cadaver. It was just going to be, because he still had Thunderchimp at the time. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, it was not, John was like, I don't think we're going to do this live. I think it's going to be just a recording. Right? It's going to uh-huh. be a project. <laughs> so then we had meetings with Brent Hoover, who was in, uh, um, who was the drummer for Janice's old band, uh, Oh, uh, Stone Fox. Stone Fox, and he was working on it with John just as much, but he didn't end up being in the final. Yeah, I don't know Brent. Okay, so it was me. At, he lived near me, south of Marcus. So it was me and Erica and John and Brent meeting, all writing this thing together, right. saying, "Go home and write these parts and come back <laughs> at lyrics." And so Erica and I would get together and write lyrics. So oh, some wow. of the lyrics we were writing on that, we sat down and actually did it like like songwriting team, mm-hmm. which we had no idea, but it was great. And. Um, Sang them together and everything, and they went down with John's, and we got this, you know, and and then uh, the music was mostly John, except for a couple of those songs I wrote my parts, but but I did write. We collaborated the most on that. Um, see, I don't know the names of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. The one that goes down, down, that was the March of the Cadets is what I named that one. And but that, that's the one that, that I, when I think of Hammers and I think of you guys playing together. Yeah, that is exactly. No, no, because yeah, that's the yeah, one we wrote yeah, together. Exactly now, I, again, John wrote the yeah. minor, the majority of that. Mm-hmm. But some of those those Celtic sounding riffs in there are down, 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 down. I wrote. Yeah, yeah. How long have I journeyed and far? You know, I wrote those things. And we weren't even intending on you, but I, I was saying, oh, I've got this one riff I wrote, maybe using Slaufeg. And he was like, I want that riff. Let's do that. And so we wrote that song, us, and then we brought, and then Janice actually contributed something to that, I think. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So that album was somewhat, it's still really largely Cobbett, but with yeah, the lyrics and some of those riffs were a collaborative effort, and we arranged it together. John wrote Yeah, no, of, of course. We arranged it with Erica mm-hmm. and with Janice and mm-hmm. Chewy, and it, it, was, it was more like a band together mm-hmm. it was, doing it that way. Time. And I remember and we sort of, at some of the times, because you know, because we were all pretty headstrong, including me, it was some <laughs> arguments about the arrangements. And with John, is very you know, and everyone was headstrong in that band, yeah, which, right? which was like it was pretty incredible that it existed because I of know, that. Because everybody was so yeah, you know. I yeah. mean, I love that you and 
you and John get along so great. Yeah, I mean, we... we You're both we headstrong people. I mean, of yeah, course, none of us brought any Hammers records to play. Oh, like, I mean, well, The Bastard's not out on vinyl yet. But, uh, yeah, yeah, why doesn't no, that, that ever that come that out on vinyl? Wasn't a, see, the reason... You're right with the, the Slough Fig thing. It kind of I feel like it, I'm going to put that on vinyl. Yeah, maybe you should. But it, but it wasn't... Um, oh, it ne- The Bastard never came out on vinyl. No. Did. Oh, my God, you're right. I, I feel, I feel like that. I need to put it on a vinyl. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, that's the that's like I, I, I can't say what's about to happen. <laughs> oh, you can, oh is something going to happen? Someone's got to put that on vinyl. <laughs> yeah. You're going to put it on a vinyl? <laughs> I was going to. Oh, okay. Going, uh, wait, anyways. Go oh, on. God, Vito. I'm not saying, I'm not <laughs> saying, usual, I'm not saying anything. Don't worry about it. Is it politically incorrect? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, Hammers is just the mention of it's politically incorrect. So, so yeah. um. Anyway, whatever. Hammers yeah. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, awesome. It was great. It was totally fun. And I was having fun a lot of time in that band. Chewy and I, I think. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I was having fun a lot in that band when no one else was, I think. Right. Because for me, it was the ultimate happy. Because like, not what you said, but what people allude to sometimes is like, oh, God, how did you guys, these two you know, egos or these two well, guys with these really headstrong ideas about music and then and then these other talent, you know, Janice, my God. Right, yeah, I mean. And Chewy, for that matter. Right, I mean, he's another strong person. So yeah, it's well, like. Now it's finally being realized how good Chewy is. As a, as don't, a, don't rule him out. Like, I mean, he's a. Right. He's a headstrong. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and so talent. people, how did that work? I was like, oh, it was easy for me because I had, it was great. I could check everything at the door in Hammers. See, uh, okay. Because I had See, that's, that's what I was getting at. Because I had Slaufeg. So you did that. So you were able to check it at the door and leave it alone. So you did Most of the time. There were a few moments when I was like, but not, no. But so, checking it at the door, man. But especially on tour. That's what's important. When everybody checking. else was pissed off, I was having the time of my life because I was doing these Slaufeg tours where I was responsible for everything. Right. Money, yeah. merch, every, all the business, everything. And then on Hammer's tour, I was like, <laughs> I don't have to do shit besides play. I get up on stage, I play. I move a few amps or whatever. Right, I yeah. lift an organ and break my back, but you know, <laughs> which I did. But <laughs> it was just I was just having the time of my life because all that responsibility of the business that was taken away. But that's why all the guys, John, but and you Chewy got were pissed off the whole time because they had to deal with it yeah. and they were at odds all the time about that shit. And they were just it was disorganized. Who? Who's Cobbett and who? Chewy. And Chewy. Oh, Chewy. Right. Yeah. They were yeah. Right. With their old friends and everybody was. You know, and, and the girls weren't always happy. And on the on the one, you know, full mm-hmm. U.S. five week tour we did, the I same when the Ludacris went, went on or no? What? That Jamie the Lud- and Cigarette. It was Ludacris and Hammers that no, tour. No, no, it was, it was just Hammers. It was yeah. just Hammers. Okay, yeah. right. And mm-hmm. uh, I just have such great memories about that tour because I liked everybody <laughs> and we had a great time. Right, I yeah. thought, but they were like, always, oh, I have miserable memories about that. And John was like, oh, it was horrible. I was, uh, I was so angry the whole time at everything because I had to do it. And I was like, oh, I was just like, hey, I just get to play. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fucking awesome, you know. It is. I remember exactly. Sigrid and being, I get that, although she later, I don't know what she, but I remember her being really fun and having a good time on that tour, too. You know, partying with her a lot and stuff because I guess I didn't really know her before that. And, um, but man, the, I had the greatest. That's some of the best tour memories ever right. for me. But everybody else is like, ugh, that tour was yeah. hell. We had a trailer and every, all the gear fell out in the highway. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure John was stressed. But like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm glad to hear that you're like, oh, fuck yes, great. I'm on someone else's tour. Yeah, yes. it was awesome. Oh, like, so I, much I love fun. that shit when you get to do that. And like, the funniest thing about that tour was that everybody thought that we were Guar. 
And John has no one else but himself to blame for that. Oh, yeah, because they were advertising it as yeah, well, I members of Guar. To be fair, to be fair. To be fair. We got, that was the first <laughs> tour we did with a, a real U.S. booking agent, Tone Deaf Touring, who, who Slaufeg, if you'd ever... What? I almost could have What, the fact that I said that, was a, that I called <laughs> Tone Deaf Touring a real booking agent? Right? He scoffs at it. No, no, no. no. Uh, or was it that I said Tone Deaf Touring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was exactly that. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, you know, as as a uh, as whatever is that it, it was our first <laughs> tour with them, and a real booking agent. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yes, yeah. sure. A real. Well, what I mean by that is I can't say anything. They, who who knows who's going to hear this? They gave us a five week tour, you know, and I was. Like <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. Hilarious. That's hilarious. And uh, I'll go just say it was our opportunity to do a tour of the U.S. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where we actually had like a few guarantees and bottles of whiskey, okay, and um, and so therefore, and so it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, we'll play some records. Maybe we'll play some Omen. Omen. Okay, now we can talk some real shit because of the hairdos and some of the guys in Omen. But Omen is Omen is hilarious. To p- we played with him several times and. They are the funniest band because, um, you know, a lot of band. You know, it's it's one original member and all that. I think maybe not actually. Really? What? Really? Well, yeah, but yeah, but but I don't know whether the other guys are. I don't know whether the other, there's any more like the drummer's original. I don't think so. But he's a really he's a really cool guy, and he makes me feel better about myself in a way because he's probably the the only balding metal guy. Who has a worse hairdo than I do? Singer? Yeah, the singer guitar player. Oh, okay, yeah, because like Dave Gossing was yeah. No, he's the main guy. He's the. Oh, that's just embarrassing. It's on Enigma what? Records. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna play some Omen. No, he's the he's the dude. He's you know yeah, and um. Right, they had a singer. They had a separate singer. For oh no, no, he's not the singer. No, they had a yeah. He's the guitar player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Am I um, getting confused we, now? We or? saw Omen together in. Uh, in Michigan, at that. Uh, oh God! Oh God! Oh, <laughs> oh! At that that awesome. Oh, you remember? You were there. <laughs> you were <laughs> oh, that's you were, right. Did you stay at the prostitute hotel with us? I think we did. Me and Joanne did. The night's in. Yeah, right. You yeah, and Joanne yeah. were there. Yeah. You were at the Kalamazoo. We talk uh, a lot classic about that. Metal Fest. Do you remember that there was a prostitution ring on top there? Yeah, like I, I heard something. They about call your room in the middle of the night. They call. Yeah, we, we did not get. For that. Oh, we did, yeah. That was really fun. Remember we went to the yeah, beach Yeah, Matt's and like, stuff what the fuck? They didn't call me, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that we all, we all, wait, you were there with us. Yeah, do you remember that we all, um, you remember that? We, like, Becky rented a car and we all, pi- like, 20 yeah, of us piled we in. And we, that was totally that. fun. That was the Slaufeg beach party. Of, yeah. yeah. And that's how uh, John Cobbett turned me on to Nightwish that day. Nightwish. <laughs> Nightwish. <laughs> oh. Nice. Memories, memories, memories. Yeah, Yeah, that was like Omen, Manila Road, so many good bands. There was not even a sound man at that place by the time. That whole, yeah, the whole thing just like corroded. Yeah, corroded was the right word for it. It was a corroded (laughs) festival. We all had to like donate money at the end. Something, (laughs) I I didn't, but yeah. Day three happening. (laughs) Oh, yeah, so we could play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was the learning uh, curve of the, or the. Baby steps for U.S. metal festivals. Yeah. It was 2001. Nothing had really been off the ground yet. Yeah. <laughs> that was it was brutal. But there was a well, lot was of also great s- bands. It was a classic, like, dumb, like, oh, it's in, like, 
It's called the Classic Metal yeah, Fest, Cal- right? Yeah. It Cal- was Cal- in Dude. like it was a beautiful the theater. Field, basically, it was in some gigantic. It was a beautiful you know, theater. 10, 000, you know, it was probably several could hold a thousand or more. Yeah, you know, but only a few hundred people were there. And it was just oh, it was, uh, yeah. When we played, were there a few hundred people? There was a hundred, maybe. 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 Yeah. Oh, in this yeah. giant echo chamber of a theater. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are actually really good. We were. Uh, uh, thank like, you. And that's very very common. Bands like I remember, like, remember like did, did Metal Lucifer play? No. No. I bought a, oh, I bought uh, a record of theirs there. But but uh, they did they did have a little market place yeah. where they were selling people. I, I bought my Oz shirt there. Really? Mm-hmm. What I liked, what I saw at that, which was really good, was and for God's sake, I can't remember. We were just talking about King Fally. What is his? his oh, old October thirty one. No, but his the they play, but no, played. his original band that he Agent yeah. Steel. No, no, no. What is his band? <laughs> what are they called? Oh, you God, know his thrash it? band that was really famous. Yeah, so like, yeah, he had a bunch of. Why well, can't? Re- oh yeah, I can't remember the name of them. Uh, they were totally popular and they were great. I was impressed at that by them. I was. Yeah, they were there really were a good. few things and a lot of them made. Yeah. Destiny's End played. Um, James Rivera. Uh, October 31 did play, yeah, but also King's old band. What are they called? The classic thrash band from the... They were around in the 80s. They were... God damn it. From here. Oh, 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 oh wait. No, you don't mean uh, Vicious Rumors. No. Yeah, Vicious, vicious Rumors. Rumor. Vicious oh, yeah, Rumors. Yeah. They did vicious play. Rumors yeah. played. <laughs> what are they called? They were, why can't we? We can do the same. <laughs> we, we know that. We know the. Do we know we the just name? We played them. We know the name of the record, but we don't know the name of the band. We shared the hotel that we were right there with them the we whole time. Were, we were, yeah. Hanging out with them. We sitting, were hanging we were sitting on the sidewalk. I have the guy's whammy bar in the drawer. <laughs> oh my oh, right. god! You're what talking are they about called? this? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I can't believe yeah, yeah. I can't remember. That was funny. Like, I remember like sitting on the sidewalk uh, at totally the, uh, the r- hotel, yes. and that guy was in a wheelchair who looked just like lips. They oh lip, my God. Anvil played, yeah. Did Anvil play? Mm, no. no, I Maybe don't think not, so. Actually, the guy just the guy. Remember the the the, I hate the, Anvil, by the, way. the guy. Whoa. They're not very good. Yeah, they're not good. They're not exactly. <laughs> they're not good. When I saw yeah. them, they were okay. I guess we opened for them in '99, or somewhere. They've never around been there. good. That movie pisses me off so much. So many other bands deserve that. Exactly. Who are good? Oh my God, like Ravens. Oh, yeah. Ra- oh no, Ravens. Ravens oh sure. God, Ra- don't even. Ravens the best live band. Ravens yeah. could have had that yeah. documentary. You know, yeah, yeah. About. Like, Raven. Like I mean, that was like, the first band that came to mind. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of comes to mind because you think of Raven when you think of Anvil because it's a three piece and they're they're and sort of a Canadian time. connection. Right. And, yeah. Ravens good. Ravens was never good. And then Anvil is never good. It's <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. And the reason they never made it and they had a chance. It's probably they because they weren't good. They were yeah. on, they were on yeah. a fucking major label. Hu- huge yeah. tours. They were on yeah. huge tours. Ball. Yeah. And oh if they God. had been more organized and still not good, they might have gotten further. But, but they were disorganized and had no good and songs. I just get so mad when oh, I know. So bad. I know. Yeah, I it's know, like people like don't even care about. Metal There's a million anymore. great and, and bands. Metal on metal Ooh. is not even a good song. No. <laughs> no, they're not. They're really not. And that's I, like I, that's I, their hit. Yeah. yeah, that's and their it, best song. Yeah. And it's the only one you okay. Here, how, how about this? I've heard Anvil. I've heard back in the eighties. I yeah, heard them. Yeah. I heard them, and I, I never listened. Had the record and listened to it every day. But I've heard plenty of Anvil. And I must. This is the, te- the litmus test for me. I must admit. And I like those guys. And when I play with them, I met them. They're fun. They're cool. Sure. Nice but that's not it. But they, uh, the test of it, which is the test of a lot of bands we've talked about and toured with, is as much Anvil as I've heard. The only thing I could recall. I mean, you could put a gun to my head and say, you will sing animal songs or die, you know. Maybe all I can remember is metal on metal, period. 
No riff, no nothing. Just that lyric. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Keep on rocking. That's it. I can't. Can you can you hum me an anvil, an anvil tune. tune besides yeah, that? No. I mean, a guitar part. I don't remember anything they've ever done. I've heard it all. I've. N- it's not memorable. It doesn't stick with you because there's nothing there. A couple of years ago, I had to run an anvil show <laughs> in Oakland Metro. Which I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I really bummed because my uh, Justin Ennis, who I you know do some shows with. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Hey, I'm on tour. Can you run the show? Because I'm going to be on. You know." And I was like, "Really? I have to run an anvil show?" And I was like. What, because you just don't want to hear it or because you were worried about dealing with I lips and rock? I don't care about yeah. Anvil. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I deal with them. And they were not nice. They oh, really? Showed, I mean, they were okay. They yeah, showed yeah. up and they were just they like. They did. They well, they've always up. phoned in their records. Well, I mean, they were, yeah, exactly. I was like, you know, what's your, here's your writer stuff. Here, like, like, where's the dressing room? Like, right over there. And, like, uh, you don't drink tickets? Or like, like, we're like, Where's our drink tickets? Where's our food money? I'm like, right here. Yeah. And okay. it was just real business. It was like, transactional. Yeah. You guys want to hang out? Really? And it was like them on tour, and they had that comedian. Like, what was the guy you were saying earlier about, like, the weird guy from the podcast, that metal podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, James yeah, yeah, yeah. Turk? Eddie Trunk or one like of those guys. One of those dudes was a comedian on tour, like oh a God. metal comedian. Oh. And a metal uh, comedian? Yeah, I yeah, know. It's like kind of they used to have country comedians. Now we got metal comedians. Yeah. <laughs> no, we could do that. I mean, it was, you know, it was we could be metal comedians. You could be, and you'd be better. But this guy well, was, like, I don't awful. I think there's much. This guy yeah, was like, hey, everyone's talking about, like, this craft beer. It's like, yeah, Stella. It was like that was his joke. That's not yeah. a craft beer, you know. Like it's also it was not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can make jokes about craft beers, but like, yeah. But yeah, I had to walk out and. Oh. Um, oh. I was like, yeah, it was awful. Lost money on it. It was like it was oh, not even my show. Oh, yeah, because Ooh. now nobody cares Ouch. anymore because no, they're just not. They have no fans. Like, so like they were just playing and like I mean they, and they still he still does. Lip still has a fucking vibrator on the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like really. In 2018 or whatever, you're just like, oh We God. played with him in 99 or 98 or something. Oh, no, it was with John Torres, so it was 99, 2000 when Torres, for the brief period, he was in our band. And uh, we opened for Anvil at the Cocodri before the movie. Right. <laughs> and about 25 people showed up or something like that, you know, because it was... Bef- they were nice, actually, to me. I want you know, Lips and Rob were, were cool and funny and stuff like that until... And I mean, the, uh, one thing I have to admit is that they are really like the way they are in the movie. Uh, we played. We had a decent gig. We, we had a good gig. It was just there weren't many people there. And then they played, and there weren't many people there. And they were, you know, what they were, which was okay, but mm-hmm. like, you know. And then as soon as they were done, I mean, they, they must have been so pissed at each other during the set. As soon as they were done, Rob jumped over the drum set and kicked Lips from behind. Kicked him in like oh, the wow. lower back ass area. Off the stage, like I mean, okay, we're done. Bye, like that. Wow, and you motherfucker. And then they ran. You remember the Cocodri had that backstage room that was Uh up the stairs? Yeah, they ran up there. One of them went up there, and the other one followed. And they're screaming and yelling. I mean, like throwing chairs at each other and really going off the hook. And um, just like it's, I remember I went up like halfway up, not because I went up because I was, I was like, Jesus Christ, they're gonna kill each other. And I I was was gonna get really hurt, you know, they're throwing chairs. I ran halfway up the stairs, and I remember Rob going, it is over! That's it! Like, it was really the real deal. <laughs> it was before the movie, so I didn't know anything about the way they were, you know? And I ran up and said, yeah, dude, dude, settle out. And they were like, it's okay, we'll, we'll be done, it's okay. 
they were like, we do this all the time kind of thing, you know? So I said, all right, well, I want to get my, you know, guitar or whatever it is. And they're like, yeah, we'll be done in a second. And then they continued to scream at each other like a badly married couple, you know? And then I right. got, <laughs> got my guitar. And but yeah, I don't know. There you years, go. Years, but you're right. Years. I don't. I can't listen to animals. Yeah, not, when yeah. they opened, uh, so when I was in Berlin and they opened for Dirk Schneider, oh, that really? show. Yeah, yeah. So we had like, you know, it was one of those venues where like no one's announced. We're like, okay, we're here to watch yeah. Anvil. And so Anvil was pretty. Yeah. And they're like, they played a new song, and they're like, this is called uh, Daggers and Rum, yeah. and it's like. Riot had swords and tequila. Yeah, daggers. Many years, know, and yeah, they did yeah. daggers and rum in 2002. <laughs> 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 it was like the yeah. dumbest song. Like you know, like you guys don't even drink. You know, well, they don't. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, I will admit that they can't write songs. No, they can't. They can't. And, like, that's and they also they, they can't really play them that well either. <laughs> they can't play them. Let's be honest here about animals. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but <laughs> it's it just bums me out. It was yeah. like again. Raven should because have had oh that. Raven, right? Raven yeah. need to have that because they're so fucking they awesome. Deserve. They deserve every. Raven oh might gosh. be the best live band I've ever seen. Oh, Me too. Show and and this this has been a, a good episode. Oh God. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, uh, Matt, we'd like to thank you for coming and no, thank. Oh, we're still recording. Oh, dude, amazing this vinyl. Like this has been really. <laughs> this is the most music we've played here. <laughs> oh, awesome. And the most nonstop uh, uh, heavy metal action conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know what to expect. Heavy, heavy metal I knew, action. I knew that we would. I, I was. I would. Yeah, I knew it. I knew that we were going to be. And as always, if you'd like to uh, send in your uh, physical media to be listened to and talked about yeah. by um, Slough Egg Radio. You can send to Lord Weird Slough Egg at P.O. Box 191301. That will be the name of our next record. San Physical Francisco media. 94119 in the U.S. of you know, A. That's one of your later albums. <laughs> We're going to close it out with some shock treatment, yeah? Yeah, some Omen. Um, originally from Oklahoma, where I'm from. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's true. Um, and they moved to L.A. to uh, to get famous. Ah, um, that's what you do, right? Right. Isn't that what you did? Isn't that what we did? Isn't yeah. That what we all did? <laughs> and, uh, I, I, sometimes you don't want to admit that because we're so hardcore <laughs> underground. I actually came to California. Yeah, I saw to them get in big. <laughs> <laughs> I and saw them. I know. <laughs> yeah, that, you, you did the bound route. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, you read Modern Drummer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. That's. Exactly. I mean, that's the problem. Is I read Modern Drummer instead. I, uh, yeah, platinum, I saw them as rainbow. a teenager. Yeah. And uh, at Omen, like when they came back through Oklahoma, like so the first fan letter I ever wrote was to Omen. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. That's so, okay, awesome. Before dude. we put this, before we go here, you're like the most hardcore metal fan. Uh, I can't say you're. I mean, you're you're as hardcore of a metal fan as anybody I know, right? Right. Uh, but when you, comp- you know, I mean, around here, you're probably the most hardcore metal fan. <laughs> I know. Right. If you go to Europe, then it's a. I can't. You know, you, some people are just. It sounds like you've all. Some people are these Johnny Come Latelys, you know. Which right. Is fine, you know, they get like a lot of like awkward metal guys, or what do you call metal nerds? Right. Uh, they're a little bit older and they get into metal. They have short hair or whatever. Um, <laughs> when they Helmet. start getting into metal, <laughs> you know. It sounds like, because obviously I didn't know you when you were a teenager, it sounds like you were into un- underground metal and just as much of a, you know, a, as a fan of, of everything and knowing everything as you are now back then, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like, I don't know, like I think, yeah, like 83, 84, I started buying like a, these records at the store. I started hanging out. I was at the mall and I'd go to the record stores. My mom worked at the mall. So, um, oh, yeah, so, be, yeah. so I would just ride with her 
And like so while she was at her shift working at the clothing store, I would just go hang out at the record that stores. That was a thing, yeah. I remember awesome, cousins of dude. mine doing the same thing. They'd ride with their brother or mother yeah. or work there and play Back video at the games mall. for eight hours, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and you'd hang out for like six hours in the Yeah, the record store. And like, yeah, and like, and like apparently they actually liked me. Go get an Orange Julius, you know? Oh, yeah, you go for, you know, yeah, or something. Um, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, so like I actually became friends with some of these like record store people that were like, yeah, I was like 13 or, you know, 13, 14. And these people were like 19. Yeah, yeah. But I became friends with them. Yeah, to the point where I became friends. I'm like, which is crazy. I'm like, oh, like we actually talked a lot about music because like I was so obsessed. So it worked. Like, like, I found older friends who would actually take me to concerts. That's how you got obsessed. You mean with underground? I was already obsessed, but like I was like, because of that, and these people that worked at the record stores were obsessed. And they're like, oh, this kid is cool and it's not weird. Because you knew what you were talking about. Right. So what yeah. you're saying is, because I'm in, intrigued by this, and uh, always by people and, and, and my, everybody about how they got into stuff. And right. They, how, like, they got into underground stuff as opposed to being, you know. So, you mean, you were obsessed with music, the metal, right. whatever, punk, whatever it was. And then they, did they introduce you to, like, oh, here's some obscure stuff that's right. totally, yeah, that's Yeah, that's so, like, I mean, I got into Black Flag that way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was yeah. already into metal. Yeah, and people s- showing you around, yeah. And they were like, oh, you like this? Well, how about this? And they liked that I was hanging out. Like so, some of them I actually became friends with, and like, yeah, yeah. oh, we can drive. I'll drive. Like I'm going to this concert. Let's go to this concert together. Like they can drive me to Oklahoma City to see Ozzy. You yeah, know, because I was yeah. obsessed with Ozzy back then. And it was yeah, like, no, no, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna bring that up. Like at first, you start. I started with like, yeah, like uh, Bark at the Moon or something right. or whatever it was at the time. I mean, or, Blizzard, yeah, and Diary, yeah. and then like. Yeah, when Bark at the Moon and came then out. And you start discovering weirder stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Venom uh, album in the store and go, what the hell's up with that? And then you meet someone who actually knows about it. Then you realize that, yeah. You take a chance. You like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I took a chance. I bought Oz, Fire in the Brain. And uh, that was my <laughs> gateway. Yeah. That's yeah, a great yeah. record. You, if you're laughing, if you're laughing with me or against me? I'm <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It's against me. You mean but like, I remember like I met some dude that was like my agent. He was like, the first Metal Massacre. Metal Massacre 1, you got to get you that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, finding out about that stuff. and But, yeah, just hanging out at the record stores and listening to that. So, anyways, like, so I was, like, writing, like, I got an Oban record, Battle Cry. Yeah, I, I like, oh, I loved it at the time. I loved yeah. Omen and Fate's Warning, like, both those first albums. Yeah, yeah. see, I didn't know Omen or Fate's Warning as a teenager. You know, so I, I wrote never heard of them. Yeah, letters to both of them. And it's funny, so Oman wrote me back, I think both the bands wrote me back, but Oman wrote me back going, hey, oh my God, that's crazy, you're from Oklahoma, we used to live in, we used to live in Henrietta, Oklahoma. I didn't know that, yeah. And I was like, oh, crazy. So we kind of kept in touch. Oh, cool. And then they were coming through, they were playing an 18 and up club, and I was like, oh, I was only like 16 at the time, I'm like, oh, shit. So I called them, I called the club. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, <laughs> That's is, is, awesome. is Omen there? <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> one second. <laughs> and they put Omen on the phone. We're going to some Omen on the phone. And I was like, hey, um, you remember me? Um, <laughs> I wrote you a letter like, oh, we actually do. Um, like, I want to see you. but I'll get you in. Yeah. I, yeah, they're like, we'll get you in. Cool. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, we're going to put you on the list as Matlock because they couldn't remember my name. Matt Shapiro, they were like, Matt oh, Matt Luck. It was in the 80s uh, when that show was on. Was and they, yeah, we were just yeah. like, exactly. <laughs> 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 and, they, and they stuck me in the back door, <laughs> and I got to hang out backstage until they're like, oh, so we're about to go on, so you have to go out there because we're about to yeah. do our pre-show ritual, which I guess was probably code for cocaine. Yeah, I probably you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow, man, that's awesome. That's a great story. Because see, I didn't, yeah, for Love me, it, it was like the '80s. I, I I was into underground stuff, but it was all hardcore. Right. Yeah. And and you know, COC and that kind of stuff, but not. Right. not uh, I didn't get into the underground, like just metal, straight metal thing. Mm-hmm. I was into metal first, right. you know, but not. Of course, yeah. I didn't get into metal, like but not like metal. No, <laughs> yeah. not, no. I was into metal, metal, Sabbath, and Maiden, and Priest. You know, but uh, but as far and you know, I knew about Metallica and Exodus and stuff. Right. But of I course. Didn't, I, I, I didn't. You know. I was uh, the hardcore scene was what I was under. I knew about bands from all over the weird place and this and that. And then right. shows of them when I was like sixteen. But it was COC and Doctor No and stuff that was like hardcore, not really, right. You know, like Omen and stuff. I did not. And so it wasn't until I came out here that <laughs> and, and started making demo tapes on a trading thing. Then I then I found out about the whole pen pal tape trading. Right. Stuff <laughs> like you knew about it as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, I started doing a metal zine. Uh, like 17 yeah. um, after that. Were you into wow. hardcore at the same time or no? I was a little bit. Okay, I mean, I liked yeah. Ed Kennedy's and yeah. Black Flag yeah. and then yeah. started slowly getting into like the you other know, hardcore bands. that yeah. you know. We're going to finish off with some Omen here. Yeah. Once again, right. thanks, Matt, for coming down and yeah, sharing all your great. wonderful music with us. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. We'll have to oh, do it again. Sure, yeah, I would love it. You're, yeah, you have so much <laughs> stuff. We just want to This has know, been season two, yes. episode two. We're going to finish out with some Omen. Thanks a lot. See you next time.